What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Today is a very special episode. It's the first of a of a series. Uh, yeah, of a huge series. A of huge the monumental biggest topic in Singapore. <laughs> right? like, we can call it the Yala Butt Chronicles or something. Mm. So, so what happened was last week we did our weekly podcast, and the topic of that podcast was Singapore Social, uh, a recent Netflix show that premiered, I think, twenty second November in hundred and eighty nine countries about the lives of six Singaporeans. Uh, and how they navigate relationships, career, and love. Yeah, and um, it was very well received. Yeah. Uh, so to speak. I mean, uh, a lot of people. It's, it's definitely trending. People are talking about it. Yeah, and that um, wasn't self praise. Uh. We yeah. we heard from a lot of people messaging us. Yeah. Uh, and amongst those who messaged us were the cast of Singapore Social themselves. And f- as a special surprise, we have one member of the cast who has yeah. agreed to come on board for one of our podcasts. Yeah. The- and his name is. Mr. Can now you say your name? Okay, no, I'll say your name. <laughs> Mr. Vinny Sharp, the Mr. the, the Sharp one with himself. the beard. So, so we have. Uh, I mean, Vinny has been listening to us this past few minutes, just staring at us, and now it is his turn to talk. Yeah, sure. welcome, welcome, Vinny. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Um, hey, no need so formal. Or my, that's what you say on radio, all, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 but that's actually the way I speak, you know, and uh, I think that's why people get the impression that I like the sound of my voice because I'm, I maybe sound a bit too formal. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just because I really appreciate, you know, the actual gesture of being able to be on a podcast. I've always enjoyed, I've always wanted to do podcasts, mm-hmm. never really had the opportunity and also, you know, what's, a, what's, a, what's an apt like kind of topic to talk about and I feel like this is a great way to open up the yeah. valve. My name is actually Vinish Nagrani, uh, but yes. it's funny that even the Straits Times called me Vinny Sharp, which is good because mm. I think it just directs more attention to you know my Instagram page or whatever. That's yeah. where people find my work and stuff like that. I mean, when I first when I first uh, saw you on YouTube as Vinny Sharp, I was like, who the fuck is this other brown guy trying to crimp my style? But, well, I'm okay, so I'm trying to cramp your style. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm oh. trying to cramp your style. Because that was never the intention. Because I didn't yeah. even know if there was someone's style that I had, I could cramp in No, Singapore. dude, I have no style. You have a lot of style. I'll give you okay. that. Okay. No, but so I mean, everyone has a see, style. See, you, you really do love the sound of your voice. <laughs> no, I was telling a yeah. story. Sure, sure, I said, sure. when uh, I saw you on uh, Vinish Shop, I googled you, and then I saw Vinish Nagrani, Nagrani right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, this guy's a fellow Cindy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, but so you're not yeah. Vinish Shop on the show. You, you I are, actually right? am Vinny Sharp on the show, but I yeah. address myself as my name is Vinesh Nagrani. I'm I'm known as Vinny. A lot of friends call me Vinny. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Vinny Sharp is I never even stated what Vinny Sharp was. Yeah. I but mean, it, it is the well, I guess the name of a show, but it's you know it's an ideology. It's it's uh, it's an archetype. It's but now that's like your stage ego. name. That's your stage it's name. a stage name, if you will. Yeah, I suppose that's so, what, that's the closest. Yeah. So your name, I mean, people who don't know you call you Vinny Sharp, but the people who really know you call you Vignesh. Vinish. Vinish. Oh, yo, typical Chinese. I mean, people who really, name. really don't know me call me Vignish. Yeah. <laughs> I think old teachers that I've <laughs> gone back to revisit in primary school, that will never change. It there will is. be Vignish, Gopinathan, Swami Gopi. Uh, yeah. So the Vignish will never leave, man. Yeah. With the locals, it will never leave. Yeah, like, and uh, it's just crazy how, I, you know, I would be in primary school and I, like, it's, it's, it's Vinish. I don't know I, how they materialized the G, the G from nowhere. And it's, I think it's because of the muscle memory. Mm. Because I've known three Vignishas, yeah. and this is the first Vignish, I think this guy doesn't know that he's a Vignish. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, no, uh, that's something I've had to like, do with. Like my last name is Tilani. Very, very uh, syllables all very clear. Yeah. I've been called Tinali so many times. <laughs> Tinali, yeah, it's it's not even adding letters. No, it's it's but I think they tried to veer the North Indian to a familiar South Indian because Tilani is Sindhi, 
Tenali is like a Tirunalai Tivatasan, like something kind of yeah, like... Yeah, that's true. You know, that sounds more <laughs> South Indian. Tenali, right? Like a Thali. Thali, yeah, so, Thali. So, by the way, are you... You're a Tilani. I know another Tilani in Singapore. Oh, really? Oh, really? Um, Chandru. Oh, the is he the 50 plus year old or the 30 plus year old? 50 plus. Okay, that's, that's my uncle. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this whole time, your <laughs> uncle is Chandru Tilani. Yeah. He lives down the road. I know his kids, my mom and his mom, like we're all close. Yeah. We even went on like a trip to Penang when I was like what nine years old. Fuck? So every Cindy does know every other Cindy. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many and I think you're a Tilani and I just never questioned it, you know? But all the context, way up to, how, yeah. many, how many Cindy's are there in Singapore? Okay, so, so I guess... Okay, first of all, Sindhi is a type of Indian from North India. Yep. And what I understand, they're Sindh, from Sindh, yep. which is now part of Pakistan. Half of it, because half of the of partition, it. half yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when the partition happened, that's when a lot of Sindhis left India, including like my grandparents. Yeah. So they came to Singapore. I think Singapore is like 10,000, maybe? Oh. Uh, so around there, yeah. Wow, it's yeah. a small community. Eh? Yeah. But it's like compared to Malaysia, Malaysia is like a few, a few uh, less, less uh, Sindhis yeah. in Malaysia, the whole of Malaysia. Uh, and we even have a Sindhu house. So there Hong is Kong. a chance you guys are somewhat distant cousins no. or related. No, no, no. I mean, oh, through I marriage, mean, la, probably through marriage. Through marriage if you drop somehow, a fucking somehow big family tree, 10,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is actually like fewer than the number of Japanese expats, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Cindy, so that's why when, you, when I walk on the street, I see another Cindy, we do a nod. Uh. But how can yeah. you even tell <laughs> no, Okay, my mom is fucking good at telling Cindy. I'm not saying that you can't. You probably can, but I don't know. it's an acquired thing. It's an acquired thing. Do you think you can? Yes. Oh, you can? I can. I think it's kind of like the way that their Rolex is kind of half dangling on their wrist. <laughs> so I don't have a Rolex. I know, I, I know. But I had carry a skateboard. I never dude. would have thought that you were even Cindy in the first place. Yeah. You know? I could tell you're a Cindy. Yeah. Okay. Is it because he can't, he doesn't look like the type that could afford a Rolex? No, 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 no. no. Or Not at all. Not at all. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But I think it's a very, very typical kind of uh, uh, East kind of Cindy. Like yeah. a Cindy that kind of resides in the East, right? Yeah. Um, you can just tell by their aura, the way they walk. I kind of like, you know, the receding hairline in the 30s, that kind of thing. But, <laughs> but that, every, you know, now everyone's going through that. So, 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 so when, you were, when you were on Singapore Social, right? Yeah, the, did the, nice Cindy, thing the Cindy thing? <laughs> I want to get so much shit. Okay, okay, go on. What's not a nice thing? No, that, the receding that you're a Cindy or? I mean, no, oh. the receding hairline. It's not a nice thing to say. La. I, that's not what I mean. Oh. Okay, uh, Harish, you're, you're, quite, you're quite okay, la, your hairline. No, la, you got right. solid hair. Yeah, yeah, solid. No, but I have a big forehead. So it, it's it's fucking huge. So I I don't know. I, I I it's my dad used to be bald. Okay. Yeah. Used uh, to be. Then you got a hair transplant. No. Then he oh, passed, passed away. Passed away. Okay. Thanks. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it could go either way. You know technology yeah. today, right? I mean, it's not that cheap. It's uh, not that expensive to get a hair transplant now. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I mean, you could if you ever have a receding hairline, you can just transplant stuff from your yeah your lower yeah. face to yeah. your upper face. Yeah. Next, there, there's a better joke to that, but then. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, you're saying something about similar social. Because yeah, let's not veer off too far yeah, from going what everyone's <laughs> talking about. Cindy <laughs> history and all like Fucking mm. really, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so Singapore Social. Uh, I mean, it came out 22nd November. Uh, the trailer dropped on November 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, people collectively shared on it. November 22nd. Again, there was a whole round of shit. Yeah. Uh, we decided to give it a chance and we actually ended up liking it uh, to the point that it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain parts that I myself still feel like, mm, eh. but as a piece of entertainment, I think it did the job. Um, and there's been a lot of buzz that has covered it, both for good and bad. There have been a lot of outlets, media outlets that have interviewed you guys and said a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so where are you at now after that whole thing? So the show, okay, the show was filmed at the start of the year. Jan to March, I think, inching towards April. So from what I've understood, it was three months, every, like five to six days a week, camera teams following you the whole time. They don't follow us. Oh, you don't know? No. As in, so there's a schedule. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so, so how much can you share with it? Because that I'm happy to share every single bit. Fuck oh, yeah, yeah, man! Great, great. Every yeah. single bit, and that's why I thought it was important to kind of come down and okay. so that you know, kind of humanize the experience because. As production people, right? Yeah. Um, if you really thought about how to kind of pull this off, if you looked at the shots, if you looked at where we shot, mm. fancy restaurants, fancy bars, right? Yeah. You need, to, you need to kind of sort out permits, permission. You need to actually sort out lighting. You need to frame everything, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like shooting film, but it's not scripted. Yep. So yeah. you have to set up the scenes. So Sunday, they'll give us a schedule, right? Yeah. Also with the producers knowing what we're doing in our lives. Mm. So they'll be like, okay, so... You're a producer, da, 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 da. you haven't met Tabitha yet, right? Uh, you guys have been thinking about working together. Why don't we set that up on camera? Oh, okay, see, so let's do that. It's not like it wasn't going to happen. It was going to happen already. Yeah. So that's why they had to get to know us six months prior. What are your ambitions? What are your goals? What are your challenges? What are you kind of trying to get through in your life right now? Mm-hmm. And trying to obviously have their own... Um, have their own expectations of the types of cast that they would need for a lot of different reasons, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's aesthetic, the way they talk, what they're doing. They're thinking about global appeal. It's not just for Singapore, it's for the yeah. entire world. So they gave us schedules before the week would start. Tuesday, you're going to catch up with me, see how things are going. Maybe, mm. you know, you can kind of like, it's an opportunity to kind of question how her career is going. Staying in Singapore. So they kind of give you little... No, 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 no. no, no. Nothing at all, right? They just tell you a meeting point? Meeting point. Boom. Oh, with a meeting point and with who? With whom? And then do you communicate with that person before then? No, they they say it's best just not so that you can save it for the camera. Uh, But are you guys like... uh, just? Overall question: Are you were you guys friends before this? We show knew started? of each other. We oh, knew yeah. of each other. Okay. Uh, me and I, we we were close. We were somewhat. Cl- I mean, um, uh, in terms of the cast, I was pretty close with May as far mm. as rel- relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I'd always I'd known of him. Yep. But we never actually properly got to know each other. Got it. Uh, Nicole, I'd gotten to know for a while, a couple months prior to the show. Uh, Suki, never spoken to her, but yep. known of her. Tabitha. Um, we've spoken, I actually used one of her tracks for Sips in that episode, but we never, you know, I see at parties and stuff, but yeah, that's uh, about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what, what you were saying that there was six months of homework before this was the producers talking to you guys over Skype and like finding out. They started interviewing in Jan last year. Jan last year. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. And then they, they, f- at this point, were you already selected to be in the no, show? Or no, no, no. It was this was, this was only them interviewing me being like, okay, you know, we're going to do a show. Okay. And we talked for three to four hours and they interviewed me like eight times. Jeez. And I was like, just going on with it. Also, just kind of like, you know, these guys are coming to me for, for intel on trying to understand the social fabric yeah. of Singapore. And I thought I could be a good vessel for that. Yeah. And I wanted to educate them because like, dude, even if I'm not in it, I like you, you know, this is Netflix. I'd like you guys to do justice and, you know. Mm. So you, you knew from the start it was Netflix. It was not some, some no, no, mysterious No, 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 no. From the house. day one, it was Netflix. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Day one. This is a Netflix initiative. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Day one, you knew. Because so, I know some production houses for shows, they come up with a, like a filler production house so that the name is not out. So yeah. this one very open day one. This Netflix. is Netflix. Okay. Netflix original series. And, and Netflix US or Netflix Asia? US. Netflix Singapore US. has nothing to do with it. Okay, Netflix US. Okay. Yeah. Okay. LA. Yeah, so um, they interviewed me for a good six to seven months and halfway they kind of stopped and I was like, I wasn't bothered, you know, I was just mm. living my life. And uh, then a producer came back and he was like, yo, and this was a higher producer, right? Mm. And he was like, yo, could we catch up? Uh, I think, uh, you know, we, yeah, we'd like to see if we can go somewhere. And then one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, you got uh, the vice president and two of the, 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 the producers that were going to make the show in my house. In, in, in Newton, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they'd flown down to meet a couple. And three weeks later, they all put us in a WhatsApp group chat and were like, this is the shortlist. 
congratulations guys you know you made it oh, so so up till that point in time when <clears throat> when you're doing the interviews and all that you just knew that you were being casted it was like an audition yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. with no confirmation at all no confirmation at all uh, i was just going with the flow yeah okay but you knew what the concept would be that it's a reality show yeah. with something important yeah, yeah yeah i knew that it was going to be unscripted yeah. and i i could kind of gauge but at the end of the day this was the first time i'd be doing something like this yeah. there was no actual uh, prototype that they could show me i mean they had done things like this before it mm-hmm. was not but they didn't want me to you, you know use that as reference mm. they wanted this to be special okay it's reality tv it's unscripted but they also wanted to target cultural issues family issues you know yeah. so i was like you're right you know what let's just focus on this as a special new thing and uh someone who does unscripted this is something that i appreciated even from a production standpoint yeah. i mean even as a cast i'm doing my thing as a cast but i'm constantly trying to be aware of the way they work i'm trying to like steal as much wisdom and mm-hmm, insight yeah. on the way they work you know and trying to examine the way they deal with me how they dealing with cast so that they can create narratives and stuff yeah uh, it's very very interesting and that was that was the most compelling part for but me but speaking of narratives were you uh, forewarned or given a heads up as to how they were planning to portray you no. or what they would like you to you know no. talk because about no because the thing is is you know a lot of people are like are you happy with the way that you were portrayed and stuff even if you know i say something positive and i say something negative and they only use the negative mm. or they only use the positive that's reality tv they shoot 10 hours they use 5 minutes right yeah. yeah i knew that from the get go the moment i signed the contract that i'm giving them the autonomy to portray me in whatever fashion so they could portray me as a fucking dickhead Yep. not that they did but even if they did and they'd be like how would you feel about I'm like fine that's what I signed up for that's oh, so, what so you didn't feel anything like oh my god how could they portray me like this no la, but I, that's the genre you know mm-hmm. that's what you know when you sign the contract yeah. that you got to take it with a pinch of salt if you're not willing to do this then don't do the show yeah. you know yeah. so you got to be mature about it no one's forcing you to do this no mm. one forced you to say anything mm. every single cast member is answerable for what they said because it was not scripted at all yeah. mm. everything that you saw that came out of our mouths If we had full autonomy, hundred yep. percent full autonomy. So you, you were saying that six months prior, you all were put in a WhatsApp group. We were put in a WhatsApp group, and we were like, guys, you guys are shortlisted for the show. Shortlisted, so still not confirmed. Not shortlisted, sorry, confirmed. Confirmed, okay. Confirmed, okay. and uh, you know, they were like, get to know each other, right? Uh huh. And that was the first thing that I did. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything that I can to get to know everyone. Yeah. yeah Even yeah. more than I already do. Yeah, yeah. I did make an effort. And I felt like I think in the first and second episode, a lot of it was me. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was okay. Actually, that was because Paul was overseas for the first two weeks, uh, but I, I was one of the guys who kind of like knew everyone already. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. As 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 you guys know, my personality is yeah. an opportunity and a reason to get to know someone. Let's get to know each other. Yeah, yeah you were yeah. like the social lubricant in the first. Yeah, yeah. You could say that, right? and I and I know that I have that ability, and I'm interested in kind of connecting people and getting to know people. So yeah. I was just being myself in that process, and I'm like, hey, let's get to know everyone. You know. So yeah, and I also understand the need to have done that in that fashion because you think about it, if you guys were producers for an unscripted show, wanting to peek into the lives of six Singaporeans. Netflix has to like profile every single person individually. Mm. They have to meet the cut, mm-hmm. and then for them to kind of gel, yeah, it's not it's not hard. You can't just get six people who already know each other, you know. Yeah. So I think to also understand if they would be compatible with each other, also to know. I'm not speaking on the behalf of Netflix and love. I'm speaking on the behalf of someone as a director who loves unscripted, right? Mm. Okay, Suki and Vinny, they have these ideologies. They could get along. They could clash. That's yep. very good. Mm. We need people not just to get along, but to clash, right? Mm. So that you can suspect that something will kind of form. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I think that they did. In overall, I think in terms of casting, they did a very, very, very good job. Uh, I don't know if the public 
would kind of have to practice that foresight and look that deep into be like um, the kind of reason. Think about the actual reasons why they got Paul. Why did they get me? They have their own very very specific reasons, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I can suspect, and it's smart. It is very very smart, and they're reaping uh, the benefits of their foresight because the even up until now, I mean. Uh, Botswana, South Africa, Australia, New York, Middle America is watching yeah. this. What the hell? So yeah. then how do you notice they are DMing They're you? texting me nonstop. Oh. And it's, it's last night, cold storage. I'm setting in line. And locals, I feel, are slightly more apprehensive to kind of come up. Uh-huh. Unless I'm really in their face. I was a culture cartel. And I was really, I was opening up like a t-shirt. And then there were three girls. And they were literally looking at me. And they were like, are you Vinny from Singapore? So I'm like, yeah. And you know, but they're still very, very shy. Yeah. 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 Expats, there is yeah. no, they, they literally, there was an Australian woman standing in front of me and she kind of turned back and she looked in front. She was like, yeah. You know, oh, are yeah. you that guy from Singapore Social? And we, yeah. the line was long. So we talked for 20 minutes. She yeah. had questions nonstop. Mm-hmm. She was like, I binged it in three hours. Yeah. No, my wife's uh, Japanese uh, tutor, like a Japanese businessman who was here. Mm. He says he loves Singapore Social, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah he says it's Singapore's version of Terrace House. And he binge watched it, his whole family and him. Yeah. So I realized the expats are yeah. reacting to it a lot more differently than the expats locals. Are, yeah. are eating it up. And you know, the the main thing is, is I don't even know how to respond because they're like, okay, where's season two? Is it on Netflix yet? Can I stream it? What the, where's the season two? <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me that is it. So, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, okay, listen, share it with your friends. Yeah. Tell as many people as possible. If you want season two, share it. Are, yeah. you, are you getting any, any feedback from Netflix or... No, no, no. Did they, no. Netflix they never. does not reveal numbers yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, by the end of the month, I mean, based on what my manager, like my management, is kind of like spoken to me about um, that it they would probably reveal end of December. I think that oh, would be okay. a decent time. Yeah, to reveal uh, the numbers or not numbers. Two? They never reveal numbers. Oh, wait, that's that's they two. might just give an inkling of oh, a hint that okay, you know, this is looking good. Oh. I think this is worth looking into for a season two. Cool. But but just a question because. I think your arc as a character in the show, right? Your, you had, I think, the most uh, uh, screen time in terms of like having an actual like storyline, whether it's your relationship or your career and things like that. Right? Yeah. So, does how much of it do you think it was um, was because you were so ready to you know put lay everything out there? As to be honest I think, with you, you know that's actually not what was the, the situation because totally. halfway through there was a slight issue and I could sense it, and they were like, you know, Vinny. You're funny, you're charismatic, you know how to gel people together. Yeah. But we need to know what your vulnerable side is. Mm. We need to explore that because otherwise there's not going to be any reason for the audience to empathize with you. Yeah. Not that they were trying to force me to synthesize, right? But I'm trying to think like, okay, but what? Because like, you know, maybe you're not as emotional as you could be. But that's just kind of who I am. I'm a pragmatic person. If there's a problem, mm. use your brain, fix it, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, so that was an issue for me in the midst. And I was like, okay, so what is an issue? I mean, my relationship with, with Christina is is very sophisticated. That's probably one of the... Uh, it's a challenge having to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, for both of us, uh, the, the kind of love that we have for each other, but also managing our lives. And at some point, that did slightly kind of come out, I think, towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um but they just felt like I was, maybe I was kind of shielding my vulnerability. Mm. And I was like, okay, let's, I was trying to explore, like, what, what is my issue? Mm. What am I trying to get through, you know? Well, it sounds like therapy, man. It is. This is, this is, <laughs> this is, it, it was a great therapy session for everyone. And the producers know it. This is like yeah. a, this is a therapy session for you guys. Yeah. This is an opportunity for you guys to work through what you're trying to get through. And I think most, most of the cast members had that. 
Mm. I don't know if I had that kind of catharsis. I don't, I don't think I did. Um, but maybe if season two does happen, I mean, my life has taken 180 recently and the, the, the challenges of, I feel like I really have challenges now. Like I'm mm. like, back then I'm like, you know, I'm Superman. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I like to do this project. I know how to do it. If I don't know how to do it, I'll learn. I'll do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Life is pretty simple, but now things have taken such a big 180 and I'm like, how am I going to do this? You mm. know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So that, that sets it up for season two, I suppose. I, would, I mean, I think, I think the producers are very much aware of it. Um, so yeah. So yeah. so I guess to to anchor whatever you're saying um, in in for, for people who are outside of the production, just a viewer, because I think so. F- uh, Terence and I have watched the whole thing, and for yeah. us, the production side of things was kind of mind blowing because we have done production. For people who are not in production, just now you were saying stuff like they don't follow you, they give you a schedule. Correct. So so let me delve into that. Yeah yeah. So because I think that that is I mean as a viewer you watch it. I think, okay, just look, looking at how people have, have, have reacted to this, some people say, oh, yeah, why you never show HDB? Why you never show stuff Singaporeans can relate to? Ultimately, that's a, uh, you, you, it's not the best critique also because they are, built, they are making it for a target audience, right? Yeah. But also, I think people, maybe they feel it's a bit forced. Like, how come you guys end up just prawning? How come you guys do this? So, so if you could just let us know what that process was like. La. Sure. So they would kind of... Um they would almost not necessarily just set up the meetings, right? Mm. But they would also have, there would also be a realistic reason as to why you'd want to meet Suki. Suki mm. wants to talk to you. She wants to share what's going on in mm-hmm. her life. Mm-hmm. The thing about orchestrating these scenes is not that it's, it's fake. It's like in order t- for the audience to know what's going on in Suki's mind, she needs to catch up over coffee with someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to verbalize it out. So she needs a sounding board to bring this out, right? Yeah. So, it's perfectly normal for Suki to want to meet me for coffee to catch up on her trip to Macau. Okay, let's meet at employees only, right? Mm-hmm. So they had to orchestrate these scenes and be like, Monday, you're going to meet Suki. Wednesday, you're going to meet May to catch up. For the sake of the show, they need to schedule in, but there's nothing fake about it. Mm-hmm. They have to schedule it because they need to organize the venue. They have to get the permit. They need to sort out lighting. They, the directors need to go down. They need a scout. They need, okay, this is the angle, yada, yada, yada. There's so much they need to do. Yeah. They can't just follow you, you know? Everything was, to some degree, as cinematic as it could be. I mean, there was one shot I remember with Suki in the car looking out the window. I'm like, fuck, that's beautiful, man. That was a really beautiful and... shot. Yeah, oh, that just her looking out the window and it just felt like this this vapor ways kind of like, I don't know, like futuristic Tokyo with the, you could mm, see the neon yeah. lights. I'm like, how did they do that? That's a very beautiful shot. The colors are very beautiful in that shot. Yeah. And, um, you know me, I'm inspired by colors, just good colors in film. It's, it's very beautiful. So yeah, I, I think you have to be able to do all this pre-planning mm. to create a conducive environment for the cast member to have a conversation. So in between those meetings, what you're saying is you, you don't really catch up with these people. Zero. It, we're encouraged not to. Not to. So uh, we can preserve it for the, for, the, for the scene. Okay, and it was done over three months, right? Three and a month, and they came back to do pickups for two weeks, two, three weeks in June. So then, mm. then, then all the recordings, you know, you talking to the camera, when is that done? Because oh, that was done through, throughout? Throughout. But you're always wearing the same thing. Uh, no, for the interview, it's best to standardize. Ah, so it doesn't okay. confuse people. Yeah. So yeah. we had like one outfit and actually we all had two outfits. One we did uh, in the first three months. Yeah. And then I think some of us changed outfit just because we couldn't find the initial outfit okay. in yeah. June for the two weeks. Oh. So, so, so there, wasn't, oh, uh, there wasn't a moment where you actually like, for example, asked May out to move proning or 
for a date or drink or something? Uh, no, no, no. May asked me out. Oh, she asked you. Yeah, so, yeah. so there was contact. Of course, of oh, course, okay, okay. of course. Everything was. Maybe they did not mention it. Yeah. We were just kind of like, I guess. I mean, I'm not the director. I didn't edit this, but I guess you. They would just kind of expect the audience to infer something as small as yeah. that. Mm. If they're going prawning, okay. Obviously, someone asks someone out. Yeah. You know. So, so, but that means. So previously, you said Sunday they give you a schedule where to meet. So in that instance where you say May asked you out, right? Yeah. How was that done? That did she go through the producer? Producer told you, okay, you're gonna. She meet. went through the producer. Oh. Uh, so, so you kind so of. So for three months, we have to communicate via the producers for the sake of the show. I see. Mm. So that means anytime. So okay. So you're saying the recording where you do to the camera is done throughout, right? So the camera, they would do maybe once every like two, three weeks. And would you watch the footage or is it just based on memory? No, never. You never saw any no, footage? When no one is allowed to watch anything. So that means uh, they would ask you after your meeting, what were you thinking? Because the, the, the nice thing about the show... They would help us recall. Okay, do you uh, remember? And our memories are that good. It's not like we will forget. We know what happened. Yeah, we yeah, all, yeah. And if they need to remind us, they have the transcripts completely on their like computer. Okay, you said this, she oh, said this. Damn. So how do you feel about that? So that, that they use that so yeah. that they could help us jog, jog back our memory. So yeah. yeah, they had the transcripts. I mean, I mean, just watching it as a viewer, it, it really blew my mind how the production was done. Like. I mean, content aside, what people say aside, the the pictures look great. The sound was fucking amazing. I don't know how the fuck Phenomenal. they captured that sound Phenomenal. in, in but you clubs got, like that. Dude, dude, it, I know. You know, it's the thing insane. is, I was in Bang Bang and I was like, okay, we're clear. We can do whatever, right? Yeah. I even spoke to uh, John Carlo and I was like, yo, it's, it's, sound can't be recorded in Bang Bang, right? And he was like, yeah, of course. And I just, you know, just, just, just dance, just be a silly buffoon or whatever, right? And then I fucking see the scene and I'm, I'm like, cage, oh the, God. The I mean, cage. that aside, that aside completely. You know what the funny thing is, is I watched that scene and I, I had, I mean, I remember vaguely being a little obscene that night because yeah. I drank a lot. Yeah. You know, the good thing about, you know, turning up at these scenes and dining at nice restaurants and fancy bars is, is like, I was never a cocktail person. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, since everything is on the house, I can order anything. Let's try a couple of cocktails. Oh, really? So, now, so. I am a, now I am a cocktail connoisseur. <laughs> For the record, he's he's drinking a glass of water in front of us. We asked him what he wanted to drink. We have beer in the fridge, but he said water. Yeah, and, for the record. And before the podcast started, he was telling us about intermittent fasting. Well, I have been intermittent fasting for three yeah. weeks. I have been intermittent fasting. So, for three so weeks. that means wherever you all met, it was like everything's on the house. Just order, order yeah. the fuck. Yeah, uh, that's the perks of being on a yeah. reality TV show. Yeah, I, I mean, so the one thing was like we almost felt like, hey, we're having Vinny on a podcast. Should we prepare like beer and Cocktails. alcohol? Because I think the social Singapore social every conversation needs to happen over alcohol. No, no, no. I know, but the thing is, is it's Singapore social. Yeah. People socialize over a drink. Yeah. They're not going to... I mean, look, you had May and Nicole see a fortune teller, yeah. right? In the heartlands. Yeah. They had a conversation by the roadside, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, 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 it's, it's fun to see people kind of let loose, mm. right? And it's normal to have a drink here and there. doesn't mean we're alcoholics. We're drinking half an hour, yeah. maybe in a week. But yep. that's what they kind of target on, yeah. right? And I think it's like to have this myopic view that, okay, fine, just because I see <laughs> people drinking in every scene, that doesn't mean they're raging alcoholics. Who so are Vinny just called me myopic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but, lot, but, but, but that is, but that that, is right? a myopic view to think yeah. about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a show, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, th these people are obviously look very good. They're in very good shape. Yeah, yeah. They've all, I mean, put me aside, very, very successful people in all their fields, right? So they must be doing something right, apart just from drinking constantly, right? Yeah. So, so that, that's what you'd say to critics who say, oh, why didn't they shoot them like talking in the HDB void decks? Well, number like one, that. I'm not the director, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the producer. I had no creative control in the editing room. I'm just but a mere cast member. All yeah. I could control was what came out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, everything that I said was out of full autonomy. Mm -hmm. And part of me was like, you know, 
just cut loose, be chill, be yeah. Vinny, right? Yeah. And uh, I wasn't extra for the show. I was genuinely being me. Yep. That's really the way I am. Having a drink, I like to provoke people. I like to make fun of people. I like to poke fun. And there's that side of me. And then there were sides that was sometimes docile and stoic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you only see like 10 hours, they use five minutes. Yeah. yeah so that's right. naturally, I specifically wanted to give them a variety. So they had a menu of different yeah. things to uh-huh. use. Uh, not that I was trying to preempt it. I'm like, look, I'm giving you as much of me as possible. Yeah. So you can use left, you can use right. I'm giving you yeah. the full emotional spectrum. Mm. Go yeah. play it, right? No, actually, so, that's why the, the, you know, you being vulnerable, I mean, besides the relationship side of things, but also experiencing that, you know, pitching to Tabitha and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the failure yeah, to, yeah. to get the project and yeah. subsequently uh, going down to the video shoot itself, right? Yeah. Um, I was telling Harish, uh, wow, Vinny is like portrayed like a super villain in that whole in that whole instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he doesn't get something, then he goes to the project and then shits all over it at the video shoot. Yeah. Do you feel like that was more an editing thing that they, they took liberties? I mean, see, see that's just... the thing, you know, like I haven't even, I haven't watched that episode yet. Oh, you haven't oh, seen I thought, it? I thought you no, watched no, it all. because I've watched I've watched most of it. Yeah. And then I jogged through the last couple episodes. Oh, okay. okay. Um but and that was the music video I didn't see then. Oh shit, mm-hmm. sorry I spoiled it for you. No, 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 it's, no, no, no. I, but I know <laughs> what it is. I know yeah. what it is. Because yeah. you know when people say that like, you know, if for, number one, if Jasper is even listening, because I haven't even yeah. reached out to him, right? Yeah. I have utmost respect for his art and his craft. The thing is, is I think out of everything that I said or the manner in which I critiqued the process, right? Mm. I remember saying that, you know, what I remember saying was this is this, this, this is not, this doesn't seem like it's doing justice mm. to the track. Yeah. Because I believe that this is one of Tabitha's most raw expressions. Yeah. And I felt like the the beauty of the music video, it's like really like bringing two hands together, right? Yeah, yeah. It should really represent the intricacies and the nuances of the emotional trajectory that she's going through. And I felt like it just was not going to do justice. Sure, it would look beautiful, right? It would do the job, but it was not doing justice. Mm. And I remember that being my issue. I don't remember how it came out, but at the same time, there were a lot of positive, there's a lot of negatives, right? A lot Mm. of critique. Obviously, they probably just sliced out the critique to make it seem like I'm just coming in. And you know, mind you, okay, why did I come down? I told Tabitha, look, because I couldn't help you out with this, if there's any way that I can help you, I'll be mm. more than happy to come down. Yeah. yeah. I did not want to, I got things to do in my life, you know? So I wanted to come down and just be part of it. And also it would be fun for me to be there. Let's just see how I am on, mm-hmm. on you know, on, yeah. it would be fun for the scene. And obviously like them cutting out the parts where I was just critiquing, it, they would make it seem like that's the reason why I came there to mm. come down and just antagonize and critique and scrutinize yeah. when, um, that's the way you can portray it. Am I going to be like, oh, no, you should have done it differently? No. Like I said, th- I, the moment I signed the contract, I yeah. know that they have the autonomy to portray me however possible. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm like, do your job. I'm a cast member. You're all producers. You know what y'all need to do to make this entertaining. So, so with, uh, I mean, the fact that you know that when you go to a place to meet someone, they're going to be cameras, did it ever feel like stressful or were you just loving it or, or was it just so in the background that it was to fine. you it was it no was difference? Fine. It was fine. I think, you know, what was tough? I think my mom, my mom was, I remember initially she was a bit like, she didn't, you didn't see much of her, but at the family scene, she was being mm. very like, she wasn't being herself. You know, she was asking me weird questions because she knew she was nervous in front of the camera. I'm like, Ma, chill the fuck out, loud. What's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the second scene we had that never made the cut, it was me, Christina, and, and 
my mom and we were talking about how Suki's get, you know slightly nosing and why she's so concerned about our relationship mm-hmm. and my mom's like yeah I mean this is nothing to do with you you don't have to put a label on your relationship you all know who you are yeah. you know let it be you know that never made the cut but initially I remember sitting at the we were at a bar in Suntec in a restaurant and she was like this initially <laughs> and she was so like and so, so sitting up straight like, sitting, sitting up, up straight, straight fucking posture upright like <laughs> first day in primary school and after half a glass of wine, Everything she was the best of herself. I yeah. was so proud of that. That didn't make the cut. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. Like, initially, people need to understand that we were not trained to do this. Mm. They came to us to want to tell our stories. We did not train 25 years, 30 years to be on a reality TV show. It's a very unorthodox process of being yourself and revealing yeah. your personal stories on camera. Yeah. It's not a normal thing to do. And... As it is for a Singaporean, it's hard to do that on a regular basis. Yeah. Somewhere in front of the cameras for the whole fucking world. Yeah. Um, it was taxing on everyone. But we wanted this challenge. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make something. And I would say the first ever scene, me, May, Nicole, I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And even when I watched them, I like, it's so obvious, you know? I'm like kind of like just spewing things out just for the sake of it was i was a little nervous the first scene that you filmed? i think it was the first scene when three of us were having uh, drinks or something yeah. i think that I mean, that's the, the first scene that you filmed as well Wait, i mean that was the first thing that we oh, actually that was, filmed that was the first thing you filmed yeah oh, and uh, i i remember being like oh god i'm a little uh. and i think the first scene with christina by the bridge i was fucking like because christina and i we have such a private relationship when we talk it's gibberish you know yeah mm. and i think for both of us to get on a scene and then have something to talk about when usually like it's so hard it's like we usually don't even have an objective but for the sake of reality tv you somewhat need to there needs to be guidance yeah so for both of us to do that it was very very hard because Mm. both of us are just very organic we just kind of go with the flow you know so so that's the thing about this show right there's one thing they get you the cast members in Mm. but the people around you also become part of the story and they also even logistically they have to be mic'd up they have to be brief what was that process like because I mean, first of all, kudos to all of you for being so vulnerable on TV. Like, I, can't, I can't fucking imagine uh, just being that honest uh, for that long a time. Like. But then, so what was the process of them coming on board and also sharing? And, Who's coming on board? Like, like, let's say Christina. Okay, yeah. So Christina was, you know, we were asked this question, or even if it was my mother, my grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these are people we, we love dearly yeah. and vice versa. And they know how much of an important project this is. Yeah. Practically everyone that I involved in this friends, family was so excited to be part of it. They mm. were happy to support completely. And uh, the only thing that I told the producers is, look, you can portray me as however you want, right? Mm. Just preserve the integrity of my family. That's mm. all I ask. Yeah. And that's what they did for everyone's family. They were very respective of everyone's family. Um, so there was no issue at all. Everyone was so excited to be on a Netflix show. That means when you meet, you are mic'd up the whole time. Mic'd up. Right. Completely. So that's Completely. why when they're like at the scene, okay, like even when I came to visit my family, yeah, two hours before, you have 15 people in my parents' house. Oh, shit. And it's like both sides of my grandparents, my mom, my mom's sister, yeah. my mom's best friend. Yeah. And they're in my mom's room. The monitor is there. They mic'd everything up, lights, everything. And they're like, Vinny, okay, you're ready? Now come. So that means you don't know where the cameras are. No. Do they do they hide the cameras? Or no, you dude, can... the cameras are they, they have four, three DPs like like that. Oh, oh, so it's three cameras at any given time. Sometimes four. Sometimes four. Well, it's, not, it's not hidden. It's not hidden cameras. None of them are hidden, so bro. No, no, not say. I mean, not say hidden. I mean, you know, like uh, certain parts where uh, I, I always wondered 
like let's say the, there was a conversation with Paul and his mom um, at, I think Kalang after they did the marathon or the, the walk the 5km walk yeah, at, at the start yeah, yeah. and so for the them to be right that vulnerable and especially for his mom to also be that vulnerable with like a fucking crew behind so this is the thing that, that blew my you mind you get used man. to it yeah, that's what that's so what this I, was I over you know and I think they also noticed after 4-5 or five weeks even the producer was like okay these guys are getting seasoned okay, they're starting okay. to kind of open so up so it took 4-5 or five weeks to kind of Break into the. I think two, three weeks, two, three weeks. For me, weeks. for me, it took one week. To okay. me, it took it took me three, four days, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, like there's no camera filter. I'm not nervous. I can be myself. I don't care about the cameras at all. Yeah, it takes time. And and, and mm. they probably don't interrupt saying, okay, sound on. They just they, you just roll. it's totally. For hours, just roll. Just roll. Be, yeah, just be you. But yeah. like, I mean, I'm just asking the more production stuff because ultimately, if you want to be yourself, you need to imagine that your world is untouched. If someone's coming to change the battery of your mic, that happens also. That happened maybe once every three, four so weeks. So it's not enough to be dis- to, to disrupt the... No, but by the time you're like, dude, it's fine. You're, yeah, you're, you're mature, you're realistic, it's fine. You're engaged in the conversation. Yeah. This is technical stuff. At the end of the day, okay, you do know that there are cameras around, but you eventually shed self-consciousness about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's once you so get into interesting, the, man, that yeah. is so interesting. But it's, it's, it's just getting used to, really. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah, this mm. is I mean, whenever now more so that I've watched the whole season, and when I hear people critiquing it, I'm like, just. The worst are people who don't even watch it. They say they watch 10 minutes and like, oh, I'm done. Uh, I mean, our rule of thumb generally, yeah, you have to give any Two, show three, yeah. a bit of Two, time yeah. because you never know, right? Yeah. And by the end of the second episode, I was watching it with my girlfriend. It's a fun show to watch with someone. There are cringy moments. Yeah. But every show has cringy moments. We look back at our old YouTube videos, there are fuck ton of cringy moments. Yeah. But still, that, that it was... But I'd like I mean, to also address this thing as cringe, right? Yeah. I mean, coming from like someone who loves unscripted and directing yeah. unscripted you know that's the first thing i wanted to address cringe yeah right because it's subjective if someone mm. thinks it's cringe they have every right to believe it's cringe yeah, yeah. and n- someone's not going to say it's cringe and lie i really think that like if you feel it's cringe you okay i get it and do i disagree some moments to some people will be cringe to some will not they're focused on different things yeah and i think as a singaporean uh, they'd feel like, okay, why do all these Singaporeans speak so mm. fluently, mm. not with a Singaporean accent? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a very, very, that's a, that's, that's not, that's, it's, it's a trivial thing to even address. I mean, you know, these people want to just speak well and they're mm. not negating speaking Singlish. Uh, there was a, dude, I was swearing in Hokkien for yeah. fucking three months and none of it made the cut. Mm. Right. And at the end of the day, as Singaporeans, I think it's something that we all can be proud of to know how to code switch. It doesn't mean we're being fake. I think the way I speak to my grandmother, my grandfather, the security guard, the bus driver, uh, a colleague, it's, it's, it's different in variant forms. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, we don't necessarily have to synthesize. It's just the way we are. It's the way we've built ourselves. And um, uh, this idea of cringe, oh, dude, listening to these people, I want to puke in my mouth, <laughs> right? So, so the thing is, is like, I, there's nothing that I can say to that to, to, to rebut because if that's your opinion, yeah. I, 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 then you have the right to feel like that. You know, at the end of this is a show, it's a benign piece of entertainment. Mm. If you did not enjoy it, I feel bad because see, you missed out, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. There are a couple of cringy moments and yes, there are cringy moments, but these are six Singaporeans who are really trying their best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to, their best to, and you know, be, be, be vulnerable with their stories. And this is something that none of us have been trained for. We didn't go to school to be trained to be on a reality TV show. No yeah. one got a one-on-one on this. Yeah. This was our first time. And all, the, all these six people, they're like, they're very hardworking, very good people, very giving people, you know? Mm. So 
okay, some scenes come, came across as cringy. That's okay. You know, season two, maybe it'll be a bit more seasoned. Yeah. You know, maybe season three, it'll be more seasoned. And I don't negate that there aren't moments that aren't cringy. Even when I watch myself, I'm like, oh, you know. Um, oh, actually, which moments did you feel were cringy? I think when I said the whole pregnancy test thing, that was oh, a bit like, why would I say that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but even the way it came out, I'm like, oh, that, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even, like, see if it was funny, right mm-hmm. but even i was like there were a lot of funny moments a lot of things that i set up like that really got me laughing yeah but that moment i'm like that 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 wasn't even funny to me you know Dude, but um, see see the the counter to cringe stuff is right the last thing i want is a show that has no cringe because if you want to portray a reality show yeah in reality you have awkward moments so this is what yeah. i want to address a lot of people feel like dude their acting is cringy so let's just clarify once and for all for the yeah. 654th yeah. time we were not paid to regurgitate lines. I could not sip on old fashions every scene. <laughs> I am not that talented. I don't care that much. I could never pull it off. So if the cringe, right? Yeah. It's because that's just our general way in which we conduct ourselves. That's yeah. the way yeah. we talk. That's the way we are. Um, so to say that the performance is cringy, that's invalid. It was not a performance. Mm-hmm. If you feel like the, 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 the vernacular, or the dialogue was cringy, that's because that's generally the way we speak. Yeah. Yep. And uh, as long as we have that covered, you know, because it was not a performance. And uh, if people were like, your performance was cringy, and I know that's a critique. I'm like, that was not performing. <laughs> like, this is, this is who we are. Singaporeans, yeah. are, these Singaporeans are cringy when we talk. Yeah. Okay, a couple of times no, we were cringy. People are cringy when we talk. Yes, I, I know, yeah. I know, I know. And I think we realize once you, not everyone has the opportunity to look back at themselves in an unscripted and examine the way they are. Yeah. That yeah. is one of the main reasons that got me excited to do this. Because yeah. I think Esquire asked me, that this is the response that I had. You know, I can only suspect what I sound like to you. Yeah. I can only like uh, guess what I look like to you while talking to you. Yeah. But I will never know 100%. No, if I could... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Look at look at myself through your eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Like whenever you hear your own voice, yeah. uh, even if it's a recording. I mean, we do production. We go in front of the camera. I hate editing myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's anytime, normal. It's normal. Anytime anyone hears their voice, they're like, "Huh? I sound like that." Yeah, you don't sound like the way you think you sound. Yeah. So yeah. so it was just. I mean, uh, yeah. The number of comments. I was just watching another review today, and people were saying, "Oh, these people are not relatable." I fucking hate that word that is the relatable thing because your struggles are relatable. Like one thing that stuck out to me is Paul and his mom. Yeah. I'm a, uh, my dad passed away a few, a few years ago. I live with my mom it's and this, everything he said, yeah. the same challenges apply. And yeah. yeah, it just felt like the more, the more I watched it, the more I got drawn into it. And I think part of the cringe also kept me in mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, that, that was awkward. Let me just, because the last thing you want is like a, just smooth sailing. Smooth sailing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so then the question to you is, do you think that the show could have been less cringy? Should it be less cringy? I mean, I would try to answer this question if I would direct the next yeah. season. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what productivity there is because at the end of the day, I'm not going to have creative control and someone else is and it's mm. going to be based on their judgment mm-hmm. and their and their vision on how they want to endeavor to, to release this, right? Mm. I... I, I don't even know how to how to how to answer it. Also, it's a little bit hard to judge because you know me being part of it and me already knowing what everyone is gonna say. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to judge, lah. Okay, My judgment okay. is a little jaded. Okay. Um, but that's why when I, I I hear people saying, "Oh, it's cringy and stuff," I don't just completely negate it. I'm like, okay, let's. Well, what is cringy about mm. it? You know. Um, but I but based on. Just my general sense, and I can. I'm just. I'm a good people's person. I know when someone's nervous. I know when someone's trying to put on a front because they're anxious. 
Uh, and I, as, as, as an individual who wants to make other people feel comfortable so I can bring out the best of themselves, as someone yeah. who's been interviewing people for a long time, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I've also tried to do that in scenes to provoke when necessary. Mm-hmm. I feel if you're in a big group of people and everyone is agreeing with each other too much, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not that I try to deliberately find an ideology that's going to clash with someone, there's always an opposing view. And yeah. then I be the voice for that and be like, okay, you think like this, now think the other way. Yeah. Now how do you feel, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like if someone's a little too, you know, I'm like, then I bring myself down. Mm-hmm. I try to make them yeah. comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's the way you kind of balance it out to bring the best out of everyone. Conan O'Brien is one of the best who does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In comparison to Jimmy Kimmel, who, and, or mm-hmm. even Stephen Colbert, who literally yeah. just reads the questions yeah, and makes O'Brien. it about himself. Yeah. Conan O'Brien is a great conversationalist and the way in which you bring the best out of someone based on where they're coming in, right? Yeah. If they're coming in high, you can come in high. Yeah. If they're coming in low, go back low, bring them up, carry them up. So I will always endeavor to try to do that and mm-hmm. bring the best of myself out. Yeah. And I think we all get seasoned. Like I said, yeah. none of us were trained to do this. This was mm-hmm. the first season and I, 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 I understand the, the, the scrutiny, but you know, we, we can... Maybe we can get more natural, you know? And maybe yeah. this can get better and better. Right? One of the things that stuck out about, about you watching you in the show is that you were the only person in the show that actually put yourself out there and experienced real failure in something. Like the pitching and, and talking to Tabitha. I mean, the rest of them, everyone had projects that they were working on, but they were sort of, okay, I, they have a performance and it's, it's going to happen regardless, yeah. right? Yeah. But yours was really like, okay, I'm putting myself out there, I'm pitching, I'm telling everyone this is what I do and... And um, yeah. Yeah. was that a conscious decision on your part to to say like, uh, like when do you decide you wanted to do this pitching thing to Tabitha before the show started filming or, or during? I guess I was planning to do it. I, it was kind of by consensus. La. By consensus. Mm. We see. both wanted to work with each other. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it was just a matter of when yeah. that would happen. Yeah. And I guess, you know, she had this track coming out and yeah. they knew a long time ago. So they probably thought, okay, Tabitha's coming out with a music video, a new track. She needs to do a music video. Yeah. Vinny does stuff like this. Yeah. They both want to work with each other. Okay, guys, don't talk. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's just preserving the truth so you can capture it on camera. I see. Yeah. Because when, when we did the podcast on Singapore Social, I mean, we looked up Love Productions and they have done, great Love Productions British. UK did a great British bake-off for multiple yeah, yeah, seasons. Yeah, so yeah. they definitely have expertise in reality TV. Like, I'll be honest right. with you, dude, their, their, their skill in being able to orchestrate, very good. Is, very, yeah. very admirable and I really appreciate it and I was trying to learn. Like, But at the same time, I'm a cast member whom they are trying, they, they're my puppet. They can't, know, they can't let me know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. With other cast members. They're like, Vinny, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Stay out of here. Don't, don't come, right? Yeah. So but at the same time, I'm trying to be like, okay, so I want to know how you guys are connecting the dots. Mm, yeah. That's very, very interesting. Um, and you have to somewhat be an architect to, you know, this could, you, they, they could have just shot the lives of like six Singaporeans for like three, three months and yeah. not had a narrative, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know how risky that is? The kind of money that goes, that you're like, okay, we, but we don't, no one has a compelling story. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think anyone who does unscripted content, <clears throat> uh, like when we, like uh, when we do our on the street videos, I actually editing on the street videos is fucking hard because you basically get a bunch of footage and you find a narrative through that. Yep. And that's for a three, four minute video. Yep. This was for eight episodes of 30, 30 to 40 minutes each. So I can imagine it was a monumental task. Yeah. So after you all finished shooting, right? Was it radio silence from them or were you all just told, okay, the launch date will be November and then you just... Yeah, it, was, it wasn't radio silence. I kept in touch with all the producers because they became very close friends of mine. Yeah. I mean, they knew so much about me and they do what I want to do. They would, they do what I do to some degree. And, uh, we just maintained relations. Um, 
what given that it? I am moving as well, right? Yeah. I, it's it's uh, yeah. I, the, I mean, any 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 person who I've been through a, an experience like this, it's it's it's, it's going to be a friend for life. Well, mm. what about the cast? Like, where where's the <coughs> cast? I, I mean, side? cast. I'm very. I mean, we're we're all like we all talk to each other on a regular basis. Yeah. Ever since it came out, we've been to, all of us have been talking to each other every single day. Okay. Mm. But I in particular just got more close to me and Paul. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah, I see, I see. and everyone is different, and everyone's kind of closer to each other. And and Tabitha and Lewis actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lewis and I actually gone pretty close. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously, I mean, the the show also pushes. A narrative of you and Suki, you know, Suki prodding you about your relationship. I mean, but that was not even a narrative. That's what happened, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. No one forces to say anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I mean, how much of that that animosity, or at least that was portrayed on camera? Animosity from whom? From you? From or just I the tension? No, right? the thing is, is it's not yeah. animosity. I'm not. You know, this is what bothered me. Christina was hurt. Mm. Christina was hurt, and it's like, dude, why? Like, I love Christina to death. It's not nice to see your loved one be hurt for mm. any reason. Yeah. Why is this happening? This is, has to do with a third party, you know, saying things that's affecting her. Mm. Why? For what reason? She's not putting food on our table. Why are we answerable to this person? What is the, this person's problem? Yeah. We are not doing anything wrong. Yeah. We don't bother anyone. And that, I'm fine. I've had people nose into my business since I was a, an adolescent. I've been used to this. But when I see Christina hurt, right? That that upsets me, mm. and that ruins my day. So I'm like, what the fuck? What is your problem? You know, mm. now I got to deal with this shit. My day is ruined because this third party is getting into the equation. So for that reason alone, I want to get back to work. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be peaceful. So that's why I addressed it. Mm. I was like, what's your problem? Yeah. We're fine. You know, why are you coming to tell me one thing and then tell Chris, telling Christina another thing, right? Mm. Apparently, we both are not doing justice to each other. So who is doing what? You don't even know anything about us. Yeah. No one knows anything about us, mm. you know? So that was just that. And I was pretty damn civil. But it's just that when you have to deal with seeing a loved one hurt, of course, you're not going to be happy, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so that was also something that I'm sure the producers picked up on and kind of like uh, wanted to tell if that they story pick it up, as well, right? If they pick it up, then they're okay, let's go in this direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me just reiterate, no one was forced to say anything. Mm. Not once, not ever. Yeah. But I mean, just the... the, the pre- they're not allowed to. The, the pregnant to. pauses, like when you're having like, you know, the confrontation, the three-way, Suki and yourself and Christina... The pauses that they use. Pregnant pauses, that's all, you know, that's very easy to <laughs> yeah. design, right? And yeah, yeah. So, so that's why I... I using right reactions and I wasn't like that. 100% sure if, if that's exactly how you guys felt. But I mean, what I'm hearing here is almost exactly consistent with what yeah. you say in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, 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 so that's the thing. I feel like um, it's, not, it's not fake. It's all real. Mm. It's all real. So how, how has that whole experience changed you? Because it sounds like it was almost a, a, a boot camp of some sort. Mm-hmm. over three months it was it was to some degree i mean being this being at the back of your head knowing that next week <sighs> christina and i have to address something tabitha knowing that i have to address this with adam you know yeah, like yeah. it's it's like it's at the back of your head constantly i couldn't really even though like focus even though okay fine it was i had to do three hours on tuesday there's still 21 hours to myself it was at the back of my head and it was uh, to some degree like a little it was preoccupying mm. it was occupying a lot of mental real estate to the degree that I couldn't even focus 100%. Yeah. But that's part and parcel. You get used to it. I think, you know, season two, maybe I'd be able to manage it a little bit more psychologically. Um, but I think that, how have I grown? I, in, 
I, how have I grown? I just, I just liked, I'd just be very excited if it makes season two. Mm. Because I'm not saying that this is a game, but I know how to do this even better. Mm. Yeah. To not just necessarily give people what they want for the sake of it, but for also to activate the part of me that I know I should so that I can flesh out myself even better. Yeah. And offer a deeper peek into my lives and mm. and yeah yeah I'm just ex- I would be excited because if season two happens I'd be like all right I'm yeah. I'm amped you know one so, one th- oh, sorry. one thing I was really <clears throat> uh, missing from the show was what what else does Vinny Sharp do that's, outside yeah of the show? but th- see that's the thing you know it's like initially I'm like. I'm going into this, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to plug my shit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to plug everything I do. <laughs> well, you know? So you were still working, right? Like directing and, and doing yeah, stuff? Yeah, still living my life. Yeah, so it's like, it just seemed, they made you seem like you just pop up. Hey, where, I'm having a drink. Where's my drink? Hey, but see, you know, that's the thing, right? You also have to understand, like, you got 45 minutes per episode, eight episodes, yeah. you got six people's narratives. Yeah. yeah. They, it, how else could they have shown more? But did they follow you, like, on your, on your during no, your I work? No, I mean, they, you know? they shot me shooting Vinny Shop on the rooftop for oh, like two hours. Oh, shit, they, they did. did. Oh, shit. But they just used that, they just used that as an introduction to yeah. what I do, but yeah, they didn't yeah. delve into it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't contribute to the narrative. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I completely understand. So, when, just now you said that they, 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 they don't follow you, right? So, let's say you have something happening in your week. I you inform them. tell them. I will tell them, okay, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. And they'll be like, okay, is this worth catching is this worth shooting but like to uh, what see. level of uh, granularity do you tell them okay I'm gonna go to NTUC and do some grocery shopping no, <laughs> it's, no. that's not worth it they just shoot B-roll you know yeah but basically be, you tell them the main things that are happening things. that week like if I'm going to Straits Clan and I'm gonna meet the committee about something okay I had an in, I had a lunch with the two representatives from Pink Dot because oh. I was making an episode on sex education yeah so I just wanted to speak to them about how things are changing yeah right to include um the LGBT experience in the idea of sex because it's still something in Singapore that's not it's not uh, involved and incorporated as much when it comes to sex education right yeah um, so they shot a two and a half hour scene between me and Pink Dot oh really nothing made the cut so <laughs> I, I had a, I had a scene I, I, I had um, I had a two and a half hour conversation with me and my mentor from ACJC the Dean of the Arts, uh, Gita Crafield, who was pretty much my mother for two years. Yeah. We sat down, we spoke about my life, education, international, local education, but, but none of that made the cut. And as much as the producer wanted it to be in the cut, Netflix was like, but it doesn't contribute to the narrative. Yeah. Uh, okay. My narrative was Tabitha, Christina. Mm. Yeah. So, so you, you only know whether it made the cut or not when it was released. La. Same time as you guys. Oh, same time. So, so going back to, to what Terence was saying, what else does Vinishap do? Because, I mean, from, from us talking to you previously, we know you direct, we know you create uh, videos, we know you do a lot of music-related stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think as a viewer who may not have been aware, now is your chance to plug. Like, yeah. what, 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 what are you working towards? What is your dream? How has this show helped you bring, towards your, bring you towards your dream? Okay, so at this, what I have been doing ever since I graduated from university, I mean, I started Vinny Sharp, which is just like a social, cultural commentary uh, show where I just kind of offer my, 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 my spice on things and um, current affairs and culture. I eventually branched out into documentary style mm-hmm. videos and um, doing unscripted. I'm, I, I gain a lot of inspiration by jumping into a scene, a real life, and drawing out a narrative based on what's happening in real life. And it's like a puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, shoot eight hours of footage of an amateur chef trying to cook for the first time in a commercial restaurant mm. and drawing a story out of it, right? So that's what stimulates me to be able to draw something out of that and really put shot to shot, back to back. It's to digitally recreate life. Mm-hmm. That is the greatest blessing 
I've ever had. I think to be able to do what I do right now is everything that I've always dreamt of doing. I just believe growing up in Singapore and local education that film was too ambitious of a was too ambitious lah. So when you say what it is you're doing now, that means you're making documentaries. I pri- I, I specialize in documentaries for for, for myself, long form, for, short form. Uh, most of them have to do long form now. Mm-hmm. Most of them are long form. I mean, I just I just finished the final draft of yesterday of a documentary that I made in South of France on the new generation of winemakers. We visited twenty two vineyards in ten days, and uh, it's a one and a half hours. So. That's the latest thing. I'm done for the year. But I'm where would that come out and where? So that we're going to seek distribution for that. I see. Okay. So we are not in the process. Initially, we wanted to co- collaborate with BBC Storyworks. But they, BBC Storyworks only do like five minute, eight minute. But this blew up into something so big. Mm-hmm. And there was so much, so many nuances, so much great like intel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it turned out into a one and a half hour film. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll seek distribution in this following month. And then in Jan, I'm going to go to LA and have a couple of pitches with a couple of firms within the realm of unscripted mm-hmm. as a director, as an editor, and even as a host. Okay. So uh, like the trifecta lah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I have the vision to pull it off now because I feel like my body is ready, my mind is ready, and I have the vision to know how to to, to, to craft unscripted narratives. And I'm sure being part of Singapore Social gives you not only like a cred in front of being in front of the camera, understanding the whole process. Yeah. That yeah, helps for a sure, lot, For right? sure. And it's something... It's, it, I didn't really learn that much because I would have been able to assume that's the way it works. I've been okay. on film sets before. Um, <clears throat> and to be honest with you, I'm like looking at it, I'm like constantly like, okay, like maybe they could do a better angle from there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, like I, I'm constantly trying to see how their process could be even better, but just without saying it. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I think one of the, 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 the most powerful things, it's not really so much about technically having the prowess of knowing how to do things. I think to be part of a big project, to be like, you know what? you're capable of big things. It's that push. It's that push of, 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 of believing in yourself that you could be on a platform as big as that. Mm-hmm. Because when I acted in my first lead film role at the age of 20, I was in theater all the way till then. And for the first time, I get in the scene and there's like, and there, there's, there are like 25 extras around me and you've got a camera literally focusing into me or closer. That was the first scene, right? And I'm like, dude, 35, 40 people on set are here for me, mm. you know, how did mm. I end up here? And when we made that film, we're in Lido at the premiere. I'm watching myself on the silver screen. And I'm like, how, how did this happen? You know, and uh, I just followed my heart and the right people gravitated towards me to give me this opportunity. And that someone made me believe that, you know, you have an intuitive voice. You have a vision. Take a chance on it. Mm. And Vinnie Sharp, it was a year of procrastination. It was a very, very tough time for me. I'm studying economics in uni. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in my life? I tried to audition for theater there. I didn't get anything. I'm like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm. I don't even know what my identity is. I don't even know who I am. What the fuck am I supposed to do with my life? I don't want to graduate with a fucking 2-2 and then settle for a 9-5 to and Mm. wear pants in the morning. This is not me. What do Mm. I do? And that absolute bottom desperation got me to be like, you know, I'm not going to do theater. I need to govern my destiny. Let's do something online. Let me buy a camera. Let me govern my destiny. Let me do something by myself and have authority over it from the beginning process till the end. Mm-hmm. And that's how Vinnie Sharp came to fruition. And from Vinnie Sharp documentary, I have the ability to be on camera, behind camera. I feel like I have encapsulated like the full spectrum and now I'm ready to 
to offer my vision to the world lah. and I'm guessing music videos and all that fall in the realm of that music videos do yeah definitely I think the music is like the skeleton of everything and especially documentary it's the skeleton that kind of offers the emotional trajectory right mm. it's 50-50 I was watching this how, how the movies that made us on Netflix mm. and how they got the, uh, the artist to score Home Alone right they had made the film everything was sorted and there were a lot of, a lot of composers that kind of like fell back on it and they and they were like, what if we, I can't remember what his name is. He did E.T. He did uh, uh, Indiana Williams. Jones. John yeah. Williams. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were like, man, what if we could get him? And he saw the film and he was like, this is great. I'm going to do it. And the score just brought the damn film to life, man. Mm. Bloody hell. And to me, like Hans Zimmer with Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you know? So, yeah, music is something that I've been addicted to since I was five years old. I used to steal my father's cassette tape and listen to music till 3 a.m. in primary school. You know, I, or whatever I could steal music-wise. I used yeah. to listen to Millie Vanilli when I was seven years old because mm-hmm. oh. we had the CDs then. I could yeah. only use their CDs, right? Celine Dion. Like, I loved it. Any yeah. c- music that I could get. And this is like, this was not a choice. This was in my DNA. You know, it's something that you just feel good doing. That's, that's what you was meant to do. Everything that I am, the vision that I hone, it has very little to do with who I am. I feel like this is what I've been blessed with, endowed with, and I want to share this with the world through refining on the craft. Mm. And I feel like the past four years, I've really worked as hard as I possibly could in, 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 in solitude on this craft. And that's what I want to do. Tell beautiful stories beautifully and capture the nuances. The nuances, the moments where no one's talking, no one's saying anything, and you get it. So, so have you been, been getting contacted for gigs? So have that's have people the second been sliding thing. into your DMs for music videos? I've been getting a lot of suggestive photos from a lot of Indian women in Toronto. <laughs> but I don't know if you want to consider I don't know Toronto. if you want to consider that an opportunity. Wait, wait, we need to figure out spe- specifically in Toronto. Bro, the, these Daisy chicks in Canada are fucking crazy. I feel like I've opened up Pandora's box for Canada. No, but it's always been like that. I think when I was in Acceptance as well, right? Which is the first film. Like, but why Canada? Like like I'm, there's I'm, a very big indian community north indian community in Canada. yeah but yeah big indian north community uh, north indian communities around i guess the world. but i guess also like perhaps it has to do with their with their mentality they're slightly more open-minded yeah you know and i think they're also very very creative in canada a lot of indians who have shifted towards the creative <laughs> industry in canada that much i know yeah. right yeah. and i mean these are <laughs> catholic indian girls these are muslim indian girls there's, there's a lot and I would say, okay, the suggestive photos are coming from like Paris. Okay. But a lot of interest, uh, a lot of Indian girls messaging me from Canada in particular. I mean, that's the trend. <laughs> so, are you going, so when you say you're going to LA, fuck you, like you're going to Canada, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. LA is where the work is. But um, okay, opportunities. This is something that I have to mention. Ever since the release of the show, people find, uh, I guess, my, my, the way in which I... Uh, uh, the way in which I conduct my life is interesting. So they then do research on Vinnie Sharp. And then they see my work. They see the documentaries. I had the website up by last week so they can see everything that yeah, I've done. That's a smart move. So um, I've had a lot of messages from a lot of, a lot of people in the film industry in Mumbai. Uh-huh. Like, like, uh, like even like, like networks, like Sony, a lot of people in music videos, a lot of people in film in Mumbai, Australia, um, South Africa, a lot of people in the film industry who do shows unscripted yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, even like, God, like Tasmania, uh, Zanzibar. Um, yeah, just a lot of interest from a lot of different types of countries and also people like, you know, 
who believe in me as 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 a figure, as someone who can also like have you considered acting, yada yada yada. So that's coming a lot from a lot of different countries, uh, and I'm very very grateful. I think I was even talking to this this lady from uh, I think from Sony in Mumbai, and she knows that you know I do unscripted, and she was like, "You should uh, have you been? To, I've never even been to India before." Oh shit! And I keep, and I keep saying to people who are messaging from India, you know, I've never been to India, but I would like to go and I would like to do something in India. I would like to do film in India because I feel like I like to go to South India, and you know when you're there to do unscripted docu, right? Your vision is much more. You are looking out for the nuances and mm. the thing that you wouldn't necessarily. Um, notice yeah. if you're a tourist yeah. yeah so i like to go to a place like bali i like to, i make fashion film in bali i notice all these smaller details right and i feel like if i would go to south india i would appreciate it much more with the objective of wanting to get the best out of it and mm. she immediately said you need to do a story on the surfer girls of uh, in south india and already i'm like that's exactly what i would love to do and she was like yeah i know thank 30 years of journalism and it, i feel like that's something that you would enjoy doing so based I, on your work are you working with her on this or no we have a relationship now you okay, know okay. so something could come to fruition but like i'm maintaining these relationships and it's crazy because these people text me like they know me and i like it because the only difference between us is that we've just never met we're mm. all brothers and sisters. Yeah. You've seen me vulnerable more than my friends and family have ever yeah. seen me in my life. Yeah. When people text me, they feel like they really have known me for years. And I reciprocate in the same way because if a random stranger will come up to me like, like in Ion and like, dude, I need, I need $10. I don't have the money. I need to get home. Like I would, even if I didn't have the money, I try and borrow the money to help because there's no difference between that person and my biological brother. Mm. This is a person who needs help. And we've just never met before. You know, I, I, I will talk to him or her like they're family to me. I really don't mm. feel like there's any difference. And I send voice notes to people. I send voice notes to these strangers. I got one of those voice notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also because, you know, it's, right? it saves time. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. saves time. People get tone of voice. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when I'm sarcastic, I'm trying to pull fun. Some people don't get it in the text yeah. if they don't know me enough. Mm -hmm. But when I send the voice note, they completely get it. Even with clients, when they send me the feedback for the draft, Sometimes to kind of offer like your take on the artist, like the nuances, right? Because mm. you know, it's all artistic. I try and even veer away from the emails. I send the voice oh, notes. Oh, really? And sometimes these clients, they actually like it. They're like, Vinny, you're the only person who sends us voice notes. And we play it on loudspeaker in the, <laughs> in the office because we like your voice so much. And we play it over and over again. I'm like, yeah, but Bencho, listen to the point. Like, get back to me. <laughs> but it's, it's good, though, to actually send voice notes when you have to be able to, you know, express nuance it's hard people sometimes mis misunderstand yeah. in text and uh, yeah and it's personal yeah. because I've given something personal to the world and it's also a privilege for people to listen to your personal voice you know mm. it's an incredible experience to just be yourself and for people to listen and tune in and, and, and take out the time to message you it's it's you it's it's uh it's a blessing you know and and these are brothers and sisters all around the world who want to connect with who you are it's a it's a privilege man so yeah. on that note yeah like you know these connections from all around the world they are coming in and i'm maintaining these relationships and uh, yeah i think mainly india you know because it's i i guess i have something interesting something different that they see and they would like to see a lot of them are like you know we want to see you succeed what are your plans what are you going to do after this and stuff mm -hmm. uh and it's nice to see like uh support like this like you know i'm like now it's not just about me like it was honestly all the way up until now, it was like, a lot of it was for my mom, you know? And now it's like, okay, so now anything I do, it's, it's just for myself, la, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. but now there's this new insurgence of like 
a family. I mean, of course, I have all my family all over the world. I have my mom's friends, everyone like rallying for me, you know. But now there's this whole other extra family from like all over the world. Yeah. Random people all over the world. Like I never knew. I, I always felt ashamed of having to express the intricacies of my relationship with my ex. Mm. But I know that I'm not the only person. And it's complicated, you know? It's to always have to put a label on something. And I think people like to always polarize and put yeah. a label and be mm-hmm. like, if it's not in the box, then you're not, uh, your opinion is not validated. Your lifestyle yeah. is not validated, you know? Yeah. I don't have the answers to everything. Give me a solution. Let's see if we can figure this out. But the point is I'm trying. And you don't always have to label everything. Mm-hmm. And that has been the main thing. People miss me like, thank you so much. Like, I, I feel like I was the only one. So, so your, your struggles kind of help people, like it's catharsis for people who are maybe facing something similar. It resonates with people. And, you know, when you see someone else going through something similar, it's yeah. like, okay, you know, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And even though neither, was, neither of us have the answers, let's keep trying. Because yeah. it's not abnormal. This is part of life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's okay. We'll figure it out somehow. It's not easy. It was mm-hmm. never meant to be easy. And it isn't easy. Honestly, these are challenges I don't have an answer to. And right now, Christina's in Rom- back in Romania. So now she she was in Singapore last week uh, mm. for a week, and now she's back in Bali. She'll be there for two months, and we're taking it as time goes along. I'm gonna go to LA in Jan, figure this out, probably move by Feb, probably like proper. Yeah. And at some point, I would like her to be on that side because I feel like she would thrive mm-hmm. in a place like Los Angeles. Yeah, she's an incredibly creative person, and I think why we're so close is because we can speak without speaking. Yeah. And it's really down to this very, very basic thing. And uh, I could never pay attention in school. Mm. Sure, I did the elitist way of getting into the good schools and making my parents proud. And also, like, you know, from ACJC to ACSI, I wanted to go to ACSI because I'm like, I want to be around ambitious people. It wasn't so much about, oh, I have to get into the school. And I was around people who, you know, uh, yeah, people who, who were ambitious and wanted something in their lives and being around that was fun because also you enjoy the conversations more with like-minded people yeah um but put that aside put uh, put aside the one month banging on the books just so i could get the a right i never paid attention in class Mm. and i feel like because of that i never suppressed daydreaming i have never stopped daydreaming my whole life Mm -hmm. christina the exact same the only difference is she dropped out of school she didn't give a fuck you know, in Eastern Europe, like, you know, there was no, it wasn't as strict as here, right? If I could have, if I could have dropped out, I would have dropped out. If I could have dropped out in first year uni, I would have dropped out. But how am I going to tell my parents, we worked so hard, they've saved all their money, pay the damn tuition fee and everything. No, I don't want to do uni. Worked yeah. all the way so you can't get a degree. If I could turn back in time, I would have saved $50,000 and I would have just fucked off from uni. I didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like why we both kind of like coincided is because we both are still those kids. Yeah. We both are still those kids who daydream and, 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 and uh, our conversations are senseless and we come up with words that don't make any sense, but we're still kids and we always will be kids, you know? Yeah. And that's where the creativity comes from. When she watches me edit, she'll, and I'll show her like, you know, a sequence. And she'll be like, ah, that shot works, that doesn't, you know? And I like to hear it from her because why does it not work? Sometimes you can't explain it. It just doesn't work, mm. you know? And... Uh, that's intuition. That's mm-hmm. a sense. You know, that's listening to the inner voice. And that is, that's very powerful. It's, uh, we have to preserve that. That's what leads to vision and wisdom. And that's what's going to take us forward, even as a country. Um, so, yeah, that's why we're, we're, you know, 
very precious. Actually, in that so, way, did you see um, parallels with what Tabitha was talking about her ex-boyfriend, Adam? Like, they have a very long working relationship and... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Try, just trying to divorce that from, from being being a couple was I, really I, I wouldn't say it's, it's parallel, but they have their own specific, unique set of challenges mm. in moving forward. Um, I don't believe that relationships end. They evolve. I think mm. when you reach a stage where you're like, you know, we both have supported each other so much, but now it's time to stimulate each other in ways that I don't think either of us can support anymore. And we have to kind of not break away, but take on different parts so that both parties can continue growing. Mm. And I cannot speak on the behalf of, of, you know, what she's going through. It's obviously not been easy for both of them, having been through this for so long, mm-hmm. so involved. I mean, Adam has helped us so much. Yeah. Uh, and they both are, they both are great people, I, you know, and I would only want what's best for them. But I, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's the same as what I'm going through with Christina, but it doesn't have to be with everyone. We mm-hmm. all have uh, intricate, specific challenges. Though. But I guess that, that's where on the broad, broad picture, a lot of people have found certain elements of your relationship, things that they can identify, of hence yeah. the message. Yeah. Of course, of course. So I think they're going through a unique set that a lot of people find relatable. There's also something very different between Christina and, and, and myself that a lot of other people find relatable as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, so um, I mean, I, in terms of like just anything else that you would like to touch on because I know you, you guys have been interviewed a lot and when it goes through mainstream media, I don't know how much in depth they can, they've gone. Is there anything else you want to clarify or, um, or kind of address that you feel has been not really discussed? Biggest misconceptions. Yeah, misconception or, or stuff or bothering I'm very you. happy to give the public the full autonomy to judge, to scrutinize and criticize this piece. Mm-hmm. But also know this is a benign piece of entertainment. Mm. If you did not enjoy it, we are not suffering. You are. So if... <laughs> if, if <laughs> That's the tagline of the show. If you do not enjoy this... If you are... You, yeah, we, <laughs> we are not suffering, you are. You are. No, yeah. you're just losing out. Yeah, That's the thing. And out. the thing is, is, this is not meant for everyone. I think yeah. to myself, if I was not part of this show, and if I didn't... See, because it has Singapore. It has us. So many reasons to want to watch the show, right? But let's just say I was some fella in Zanzibar and, you know, I was a carpenter, right? And I'm just doing my own thing. And I'm like, yeah, um, okay, wait, th- th- scrap that. That's just, just a stupid... Uh, <laughs> what the hell does that have to do a with carpenter anything? carpenter in Zanzibar? No, 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 no. So I, I think to myself... To would carpet, I, okay, shout out to the carpenters in Zanzibar. Put aside the fact that I would, I would be interested to see Singapore in this and that I was, you know, involved in stuff. Yeah. Is this my cup of tea of a show? Yeah. It could be, it could not be. You know, I don't, I'm not a fan of reality TV. Mm-hmm. I like Shark Tank. Mm. Shark Tank is one of my favorite reality, it's just my only favorite reality TV show. Um, I think to myself, would I enjoy it? Maybe, maybe not. Sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe it's, this is something I'm not interested in. But that doesn't mean that millions of people around the world aren't. Yeah. There's some things mm-hmm. that we're into, some things that we're not into. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I have to come to terms with is that also empathizing with uh, people's preferences. You know, not everyone will agree on what they like and what they don't like. Mm. Um, Till today, I can't get through pop fiction. Do I disagree that it's a great film? No. I'm like, dude, it's 10 out of 10. I I agree with you all. I just can't get through it. I don't know why. Mm. Kill Bill number two. I can't get through it, you know? And sometimes it has to do with the world, the world of the place. And if you don't, not really that interested, like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? based in 1969, kind of hippie movement, right? That's just the general era where I'm not very fond of. Like, I just don't find it interesting. Um, 
There's a lot of interest in it. I just don't like maybe the fashion, the colors, the way people spoke. I'm like, I'm not so into it. If you go to Osaka in Japan in the 20s, anything, you know? So we're all affected by these small, we have all these different sensitivities. Yep. So this not, the whole world is not meant to enjoy it. But a lot of people really enjoy this. And I respect that. And I respect that about anyone's preferences. I respect your preference that you don't enjoy, that you don't find value in this. It's not supposed to for everyone. Uh, but I think because this is a first in Singapore and Singaporeans feel like, you know, you got out the name of our country in the title. Okay, so where's my representation, right? Mm. Yeah. Where's, the relata- thing, right? where's the yeah. relatability? But also, this is not a documentary, like a social studies textbook documentary that's going to be archived in the National mm. Library. This is a show about six individuals. Yeah. You cannot, even at the end of the day, bequeath the responsibility of representing an entire nation on individuals as it is. These are individuals' lives. That's their lives. Yep. How can you say they're not Singaporean? Everything was shot in Singapore. Half a crazy reason was shot in Malaysia. Every single person on, on, the, on the cast is Singaporean. They are born and raised in Singapore. Okay, okay maybe uh, Suki lived in, in the UK for a while, but she's Singaporean. Apart from that, yep. Paul, oh, not educated in Singapore. Dude, that, edu- that guy was born and raised in Singapore. Mm. His father was the president of the cricket club. How much more local do you want? <laughs> He's more local than yeah. I am, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, but see, this is the thing. Like, the people who kind of, like, observe this at face value, right? These are people who don't want to delve into it too much. And mm. the thing about Netflix, it is open to scrutiny for every Tom, Dick, and Jackass. Yeah. So, you have people who look into it and appreciate it for what it is. And you have people just passersby, just wanting to give it 30 seconds of attention. Like, what the fuck is this? Fuck mm. this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get it. Are you, uh, is it our responsibility to try and educate these people? No. Yeah. This is not our responsibility. You yeah. know? So, I think it has to do with our mindset. You know, isn't it weird that every expat just accepts this with open arms and like, yeah, that was a very enjoyable six hours of my time. So if someone can enjoy it, I always feel even with genres, with food, with anything, with fashion, if I don't enjoy something, right? Someone else really enjoys it and I really don't enjoy it. I'm like, okay, finish. If someone can enjoy it, there's got to be a way you can enjoy it. Let's try. Let's try and see the world the way they see the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why I constantly try to do, even when it comes to philosophy, ideology, if someone has an opposing belief for me, like when it comes to euthanasia, for example, okay, let's try and put myself in this person's shoes. Let's really try and see the world the way they see the world. Okay, let me see, okay, the kind of hardship they've been through. Were they mm-hmm. abused in their childhood? There's so many different things, right? You know, this is a benign piece of entertainment. Locals will be like, okay, if it's not relatable, fuck it, whatever. They're not going to go yeah. that deep. Yeah. But... This is something as a country that we can get closer to as a mentality to try and understand an opposing belief, to try and justify, do your best to try and justify, because if a human can enjoy it, why can't you? There is a way to do it. You don't have to do it overnight, Mm. but if you want to enjoy life more, like I get jealous when people enjoy sushi and salmon sashimi. To me, it's too fishy. And when people eat salmon sashimi, they feel like they're in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I wish one day I could acquire the taste to enjoy life the way you do. Because you probably enjoy what I enjoy and you enjoy more. Yeah. You know, people walk out of a cinema being like, man, I really enjoyed that movie. And I'm like, ah, I was bored. But I feel bad because I fuck, you're getting more, more surplus out of life than I am, yeah. you know? But I think the approach is, is, is like, it's, they're not even looking at it like that. I think they're like, you know, they want to shit on it. They want to mm. scrutinize it. Mm. You know, I don't relate to this. I detest this as a piece of work. Not worthy of my time, yeah. you know? Um, but that doesn't say anything about the piece. It just says something about yourself. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rebut and be like, you know, you should not be like that. You deserve better. Mm-hmm. 
you deserve better you know mm. we all deserve better so, so speaking of better like uh, I, because in this room I think all of us were like at least we're, we're saying we, en- we enjoyed it mm. we enjoyed the process we enjoyed watching it and we understand the intricacies of the production and everything but if you were the director or executive producer of the show like how would you improve it like what, what for season 2 for season 2 or, or even just this season if you had been the, the in the seat where you could make a decision to yeah. improve things Changing the name. <laughs> the name is power. The uh, name is Singapore fucking social. power. And I'm telling you, it's, you know, when you're on Netflix and you've got so many shows coming up every single day, right? Yeah. The two things that kind of garner your attention is the artwork, the mm. thumbnail, right? And the name. And for me, the name Singapore has to be there because mm. people tuning all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, initially it was supposed... I don't know if I was... I think it was supposed to be Asian Generation. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh, fuck. Asian. Oh okay, okay. Asian. So Thank see, God they so, changed so it. So this is the thing. So Sun, our producer, actually uh, fought for Singapore Social and she said, no, this should be Asian Singapore Social. Generation. It was Netflix's uh, decision to want to make it Asian Generation. Sun, who is the producer from Love, no, this is going to be Singapore Social, right? And thank God she fought for it and she won that battle. But just Ooh. to think of it as a name, Singapore yeah. Social, you're thinking about what can garner attention. People are thinking about Singapore, crazy rotations, yada, 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 right? All over the world, they see Singapore. Okay, fine. Boom. I want to know what's going on. Get into it. Social, it's a very explosive word. People who are into knowing how people conversate. Social, these two words and it's SS, right? Yeah. It's a smart name. Yeah. It is a smart name when you're thinking about people who are scrolling, right? All over the world. What sounds more interesting? And I have to agree with it being a smart name. I think it's a, it's a name that attracts attention. Mm. So, and, and, and that was the point. Uh, you don't want to be Asian generation and then it's like, Asian you know, people don't, even, people don't even Ooh. click on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but what y- would you improve if not the name? It's a good question. I mean, for, for me, I asked Harish last week, would you think it's more interesting if, let's say, one of the characters had a more... Normal, like like we say, nine to five. You know, I thought about yeah. I thought about that, right? And yeah. I'm really also trying to think, but I have to. I really have. There's a lot of things that I have to think about, just because I think, okay, maybe as a single point, I may like that. Mm. I have to think about the big picture. No, will but the, will the, the the big picture, I think it actually contributes more to the to the narrative because there was something we mentioned, and just I I guess like because the like what you said that there was a very big social component in all these traditionally yeah. cool and hip places yeah, yeah. but just a big part in Singapore or a big part in our career choices there's yeah. always that conflict when I meet my friends in standard jobs yeah I also feel like that's why when Paul shared that when he met his friends he felt like he was lagging behind I feel that and I think that would have been a nice thing to explore I completely agree now yeah. let me because let me, let me, I, I thought about this yeah mm. 45 minutes an episode 8 episodes Right, I feel like they only have enough time to focus on a very, very small part of our lives, mm-hmm. and that's social. Man, if they could get into education, if they could get into work, man, they would. But where's the time? You know, mm. I'm thinking, okay, if I could, I also do. One of the biggest problems I have is I shoot ten hours of footage. I want to get everything in, but the kind of like venture, like we need to limit this. This can't be too long. You know, so. It's hard for me to say. I would love to get that in. I would have loved to got my conversation with Geeta Krefel talking yeah. about the differences between international and local education. That's such a beautiful thing to talk about, you know? We don't really talk about it. That didn't make the cut. So I, it's, there are so many things that I would like to involve, but also it has to do with what is the point of this show? What the, they only have 45 minutes. They have to, you know, 
It's hard, la. It's really hard. I would not know how to answer this question mm. um, because there's so many factors involved. Yeah. So many factors involved. So, and I and I cannot even be upset that these scenes did not make the cut because they, there was no time. Yeah. I completely agree. So if there's a way to find certain narratives that may be even more compelling that don't just have to do with relationships, right? Mm. But also first season, you need the good stuff. Yeah, you need, you need the, the relationships. relationships. You need it. Yeah. People want that shit. Yeah. Even my mom was like, you know, I told my mom, they're not shooting enough of my work. Yeah. My mom was like, no one gives a fuck about your work. <laughs> no one wants to see you shoot. Who gives a shit? They want to see you get in an argument with your ex. They want to yeah. see you try and flirt with someone. That's what people want to see. Because that's really being the most vulnerable of ourselves mm. because that's true, raw desire, you know? Mm. That's kind of what I want to see if some, it's, it's something like this. So I also have to think, you're asking Vinny is, what you would do as a director of Singapore Social as opposed to Vinny, what would you do as a director of a documentary of another country? Mm. It's very different, you know? Yeah. So the objective of this show is very important and it may not be necessarily in line with what I would want to do for Singapore, but that's not, that's not, my, that's not my job, you know? I don't have the liberty to say Mm. This is Netflix's baby. They get to do what they want to do. We want to be part of it. We want to sign the contract. We can be, you know, a component. And I'm very grateful that I am a component of it. Uh, maybe one day I get the opportunity to create something like this. And in my way, not that I detest the, the, this fashion. I absolutely love this. I'm so grateful to be part of this. And I have to give props to all the producers, the crew in Singapore that slaved, the locals in Singapore um, the crew, uh, John Carlos, son, Matt, uh, Ian, who I gave so much shit. Uh, they, they really like their champs. La. They really work damn, damn hard to mm -hmm. see humans work that hard. Like it's a blessing la, to really witness that. And they're all going to be listening to this because they absolutely love your balanced approach to it. Uh, also, they listened it, listened to it. They listened to it. We sent oh. it to them and they absolutely love it. This is like the, bed po the best podcast, the most rational, the most uh, sound judgment. Oh, that's cool. Oh, nice and uh, they appreciate it. And they also appreciate that, you know, you are enjoying it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These people are like, these are at the end of the day, employees of love that's commissioned by Netflix. All they want to do is make people enjoy it. They don't yeah. want to provoke people. People aren't enjoying it. It's like, you know, then it's, it's sad, yeah. right? And they're happy to know that people just walked away, binge it, being like, man, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's that a fun show. I it's think a it's a fun but show. But that's what it was meant to be. It's you a know, fun show. we have Ilo Ilo to yeah. feel down, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is we and also have very, wet season to say. To, to wet season, down. which very, I'm going to go for down. very, very soon. Very, have you seen down. wet season? Yeah. Yeah, we have. Is it good? Um, so that's where it is not my cup of tea. Okay. Not my thing. At all. Like you said, like Tarantino, like. Okay, 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 fine. I, you yeah. know, for me, why I like Anthony Chen, like Ilo Ilo was very painful to watch mm. because it's real and I really, f it, f it fucks me up inside, you know? Um, but that's a good story and Yo Yen Yen is amazing. I'm a big fan yeah. of Yo Yen Yen yeah. and some of the same son in this, yeah. Uh, yeah. and he doesn't look, and it's, it's great, completely different dynamics. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But just, you know, the idea, I saw a small scene of the, uh, Yo Yen Yen playing the teacher and she shares the durian, durian with him in yeah. class, right? And, you know, it's not even so much about the narrative, which I will enjoy, it's like, dude, that's where I came from. La fuck. Mm, mm. I had that fucking table in the primary school, that chair, that, 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 that ceiling fan, you know, mm. 
that atmosphere for me that is one of the most beautiful things about film because i can transport back to that time mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was the world and it's so different to everywhere all over the world you know yeah, yeah. so that's why i appreciate like anthony chen because this is i'm singaporean this is this is speaks my my story um but like i said we have the lows, the mids, and the highs. Mm. We had the crazy rich Asians that, you know, glamorized it and offer us the sugar and stuff like that with, you know, you, um, what's the name? Tan King Hua giving like Michelle Yeoh that look. I mean, that was yeah, fire. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's fun, right? Then we have like the mid range of just, you know, us Singaporeans just socializing. We have deeper and darker stories of different parts of the socioeconomic spectrum, if you yeah. will, right? Yeah. But I think this was one fun thing to just see, okay, millennials, who are doing decently well, who mm. go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's never been done before. In English, exactly. you know? Yeah. It's nice that it's in English. And, uh, and very, multiracial. Very, multiracial. very multiracial. Multiracial. You got Indian, you got Peranakan, yeah. you got Chinese, yeah. um, you got Unicorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For reference, that's, I think he's referring to Suki. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> uh, just for the audience. We'll leave it open-ended. I mean, it's a lot of work that goes yeah. into maintaining the hair. Yeah. A lot of work. <laughs> I guess. I guess for me, it, it's it's kind of nice that we're having this podcast now after the show came out two weeks ago. Because at the start of the year, the first time I caught wind of the show was I think I can't remember when. I think it was just after you finished filming in mm-hmm. April. Yeah. Um, I was having tea with my tea with my girlfriend at Shah Alam. Yeah. And then I hear this majestic, articulate, eloquent semi-British, semi-Singaporean voice. That's say, it. That's, that, that's say, perfect. Say that's, something that's like, say something like, what? Uh, oh, now I've got a girlfriend. Don't care. Don't care. So I turned around and it's <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Benisha. So I spoke to him. Yeah, because like, I mean, you seemed so fulfilled and content and it was a yeah. sense of, yeah. yeah. And yeah. at the corner of Shah Alam, like you're by like, you know, the river at Venice. Yeah. Like it's, it's nice. It's so romantic. Yeah. So then I spoke to our, our dear friend here and he was telling me he just finished a film for, uh, a fil- filming for, Netflix at the time and part of me was like ah oh, just this guy typical Cindy lah fabricating shit again but then <laughs> but then hey Vinny don't change your face for those people listening <laughs> you can see Vinny's expression change no but he did tell me about it I believed him sincerely and I was actually very happy for him and I'm super happy for you now that you have been part of this it's causing a lot of buzz and opening a lot of doors for you hopefully lah. yeah I mean uh, as much as you say it's a benign piece of entertainment yeah. right? I think for me, actually, it's kind of a milestone almost in Singapore entertainment because like what you said, you know, the different colours, different people represented on screen. I mean, we were just at a U2 concert last weekend and, and yeah. I mean, he was very preachy but Bono was like, you know why we're here in Singapore? It's because of your religious tolerance. And I realised, <laughs> oh yeah, actually, you know, for, for yeah. people outside of Singapore. You don't realise. Yeah, you, you don't, don't realise how good we have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just to see different people, you know, Eurasians, uh, Indian, the community, the Chinese, the typical Chinese family, just to see how different families interact within Singapore. And everyone's still friends and we're all getting along. And it's not all through the spectrum of like, oh, di- different races and that's why your experience is different. Yeah. To me, like, this is something I've never seen before on, on yeah. TV. Yeah. And, and for me, like, like I said on my first podcast, this is a piece of content that I don't aspire to create because I want to do more narrative stuff and all. But the benefit of this, granted, it is not a documentary. It is still a piece of entertainment. At least now I can be confident of going to more countries and saying I'm from Singapore and people having some idea of what it's like. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when we studied in the US back in the late 2009, 2008, so many times I had to fucking clarify where Singapore is. Singapore is not in the Middle East. It is not in the Caribbean because of my skin color and all. Mm-hmm. So now I feel that this kind of moves the needle a little bit. And especially yeah. in entertainment, when we want to go there and I would love to work on a Hollywood project that's set in Asia, but for them to at least be interested in Asia, yeah. that's good. Luck. As yeah. much as I hated Crazy Rich, Asia, Crazy Rich Asians, 
uh, it's still kind of okay it opened the door and then there's more stereotypes to debunk yeah. but if there are no stereotypes to begin with yeah, and you people don't do give a fuck you need the stereotypes there to debunk yeah. Yeah. speaking of stereotypes like when I used to walk down West Philadelphia just as a student yeah. then people would roll down the window hey Jackie Chan now it's probably going to be hey Henry Golding yeah. no now they can specify <laughs> maybe they'll see you and then they'll be like hey Vinny Sharp <laughs> first I need to grow this damn beer <laughs> so, be awesome. so I guess the 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 final question, final question. Any more questions? Uh, no, but I was thinking of doing a one shot thing for. Oh. Because that's something we do to end on a positive note. Oh, that's true. Right? Okay, yeah. So, so sure. the the I think for the the Singapore Social Podcast, we didn't have the one shot thing because our minds were so occupied. Okay. But basically, it's one thing that you would like to share with the listeners that for the past week just blew your mind or made you very that's happy. Awesome. Yeah. So that means we need a one-shot thing for every different, like, little pop poster. Yeah, I think so. It's do one. you have that many shock yes, things? Yes, I, I do. I'm and I have to share it? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. In fact, one-shot thing for you yeah, for in you. the past week. Yeah. yeah. It could be something you used or something yeah, yeah, yeah. you watched. Maybe if you need a minute, like, you can share first. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my recently at home, we've got a Thermomix machine. And mm. uh, as, <laughs> as domestic as it sounds, it has really changed my mind about how cooking is uh, like I have this suddenly have this relationship with food that I've never had before in my life because I've got this robot assistant called a Thermomix that's helping me do all the dirty work like dicing and slicing and nice. all it that. dices and slices dices, slices boils, cooks fries so you don't have to do all that standing in front of a frying pan and then doing all that like you know wearing an apron and all that yeah. you know? all I do is like okay what's like I just take a chicken and I de- debone it and everything and I just throw it in and it just does all I set the time and it's like using an app you know on, on your phone almost what so it just makes things so simple and suddenly like cooking's a lot less yep. like domesticated laborious. And, yep. yeah laborious yep. as before so it's really made me have a very different relationship with the kitchen and food and I think even my wife like notices a difference I actually come home like oh let me see what I can cook up today <laughs> and I pull out the app and everything and I feel like I'm connected to the world you know cause that's great that's it, great it's, it's so, so oh, it's something shit. that's really like Changed my mind. What's about this called? A thermal mix machine. It's a thermal German machine, machine that okay. it's really expensive. I got it as a very expensive gift, but um, yeah, it's it's really made me feel like uh, connected to what I eat and everything much more than before. So that was my one big shock thing the last couple of weeks. God damn! <laughs> and Vinny, you want to go? I'm so I picky. Think, I think you, maybe you. you if I don't have yet. Oh, don't have I didn't know we were going to. For me, like the shock things come far, few and far between. I mean, it's just something. It could good. be anywhere in the past week, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. in the past week. You have something on mine? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is a show thing? Uh, I guess okay. So this might sound a little self-indulgent, but last Friday we did go for the Asian Academy Awards, mm. uh, based yes. off uh, the pilot that we made as part of a competition. We made a pilot TV show, and it ended up getting nominated for best original program by a streamer around Asia. We went up against Delhi Crime. We lost because Delhi Crime is a fucking good show and we aspire to be something like that of course in the realm of comedy but going down that red carpet experience for the first time it was kind of cool kind of cool and I mean that aside I think it was nice that quite a few of our cast members were there Muna was hosting Noah came as a guest Kate came as a guest Ben King was there performing and it was nice to see how something we created brought these people together and hopefully when the end product comes out in January it'll be cool yeah it was a uh, in the Delhi crime uh the actress was there as well. Yeah. She, she won Best Actress and took the They won a shit down of awards. Eh? Yeah, so it was really nice. Like I literally saw her on like, Netflix yeah. and was a huge fan and then yeah. suddenly she's there 
and we're competing against her for, yeah. for the top prize. You know? <laughs> no, that's a yeah. fantastic thing. I think just like I said, the idea of being associated with caliber like this, right? Yeah, exactly. Is uh, yeah. it it um, uh, it reaffirms uh, your your potential. Yeah. yeah. To believe in it, believe in it, because no one else will. Yeah. And even you know the vision of your potential. You can see it, you can sense it, but it's just when you open your eyes, it's just not there. And yeah. it's, your, it's your job to bring it out, to manifest it. Believe in that. And it's just a feeling. You're getting there. Yeah. You're getting there. And like, it's clear. There's empirical data. You're getting closer and closer and closer, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily so much of a goal. I think, you know, the work will get more refined. You guys go through life. You go through struggles and your writing will improve. You'll be able mm. to tell richer stories. Mm-hmm. But do you just stick to that and it's like, that you're going to be able to offer an incredible amount of value to the world through this realm. Dude, if you ever decide to branch out of media, I think you can become a self-help guru or a personal What makes you think coach. I'm already not? Ben Schultz, like, <laughs> dude, coach. every scene, I feel like every scene in Netflix, every scene in Netflix was me spewing out some kind of philosophy or ideology because like, I don't have much of a personal life. Like, it's just, no, but you know. That, yeah, like, that, you know the end scene where you gave a little, uh, I think there was a little monologue when everyone was like, sure, 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 I felt sure. that was very nice. It was yeah. like, it encapsulated what the whole experience was. Uh-huh. Of watching, even yeah. just watching the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You encapsulated Really Someone sent me the quote and I was like, but did I say that? And then they <laughs> sent me the, because I didn't think I watched towards the end end. But I think that was recorded in the interview. Yeah, you probably say that recorded, so was, many of these that, things every that day. That was recorded <laughs> in the interview and they actually said, okay, end off, what do you want to say? So I said something yeah. about every cast member, my experiences with them and I ended off, I think I ended off with that. Yeah. yeah um, nice. But yeah. Okay, so one, one shook thing. Yeah. All right. Vinny Sharp's one shook thing. Vinny Sharp's one shook thing. <sighs> This really is, I'm trying to be as honest as possible. Sure. Okay. I live uh, in Novena. I moved to Novena two and a half months ago. I live on the top floor. It's a penthouse, but it's two floors. The first floor, there are three other tenants, mm. but they're all, you know, individuals. We don't, it, it's the landlord that, you know, leases out each room. So no one knows each other. We just share the house. We don't talk to each other. Share the kitchen, share the toilet. Second floor is a roof terrace. Mm. one room and a thousand square feet roof terrace that room is mine but the thing is is to get to the room you have to go up the stairs walk through the roof terrace and then get to the room so say if it's raining i need to walk out of my room in an umbrella walk to the first floor and then go to the lift it's it's interesting but it's honestly it's it's so beautiful it's amazing right and creatively it's wild like i like change every six months i so so if i have to go to the toilet i wake up in the morning i gotta go to the toilet (laughs) I'm like, I got to get out. I need to walk through the roof terrace. I need to walk down. Oh, you don't have a toilet on your floor? No. I have a sink. I have a sink. And I got a massive roof. And I actually set up a gym there. It's amazing. But to use the kitchen and the toilet, I got to go downstairs. It's 30 seconds. But when I wake up early in the morning, and I'm like, fuck. I don't want to go all the way down to the first floor. So, given that I'm on the penthouse, and I'm on the 19th floor. Please tell me you don't pee off the roof. <laughs> what? He's giving us that look. <laughs> but you know what the funny thing is? Is I'm thinking like, you know how much of a fucking daft I must look like with my dick just popping out of the damn So you building? really did pee out a roof? Yeah. No, but see how this How often? Is... And don't tell me, oh, it vaporizes before it hits the ground and all that. So, it does. Fuck <laughs> no. So, so that's the only reason why I was like, let me give this a shot. Because even if it lands, it's going to land on vegetation that will fertilize and yada, yada, what yada. What makes you think vegetation? You're in Novena, right? They're all, there's vegetation on the ground. It's but, all garden. Yeah, but you're on the 19th floor. If yep. there's wind. Okay, so right? listen to me. So I trial tested this. <laughs> I trial tested this, right? Um, so I, I pull my pants down and I smack my body against the glass 
right? And stuck my sex drive out of uh, the parameter of the building. And I just let it go. And the thing is, see, it kind of like comes out like, you know, in a straight kind yeah. of like straight roll. Yeah. And then it, and it disperses into a radiant fashion. Okay. And I feel like, okay, it's radiant, but it's somewhat still remaining within like a good 50 meter like uh, distance from from me right okay. going all the way down and even if it does it's going to land on the plants and on the trees and stuff so right? what is immediately in front of you like when you're when you're doing the job what's in three thousand condominiums that could look at me directly me so doing this how is the vegetation the vet there's a garden no. down is gardens all around the but building how big is the garden dude i'm looking down literally it's just plants there's trees and all that stuff it is i mean i would i would not do it if it was otherwise okay, okay? okay. so i did it but the thing is is just observing the trajectory as it goes all the way down it does disperse given the wind and the fact that it's on the 19th floor, but that time bench that gets to the bottom, the droplets are so small, it re-evaporates into the atmosphere. So here's a question to you. Next yeah. time, when I do visit your house, yeah. if you can stand at the garden <laughs> and let me take a piss. I'd be but, more than but, happy to. But it too. evaporates into the air. Right? It would, it would. But I mean, it's just that, okay, sure. If that's something that you actually would come over for. Dude, I would really would. I yeah. would. I would honestly come. <laughs> I would, I would, if we were to actually do that. I would pee for 24 hours. I'll fucking expand my bladder full yeah. of like just wonderful uric acid. Or we could just pour water out of the building no, and no, that no, experiment no, 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 would no, no, work. No. Because water doesn't have little components of uric acid and little, I don't know what else in your body comes out. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so like, let's say even like a, like pre-cum and shit like that remnants, you got you, now you have Vinny sharp sperm all over Novena. Not that sperm. That doesn't evaporate. Not sperm. It's not sperm. Yeah. But, but to clarify, what I did not I did not jack off my fucking <laughs> bent out. Wait, to clarify, so you're saying I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna thing. I'm not gonna completely exclude that from yeah. my future. Like, no, I, but the if thing I'd is, want there might to, be remnants from a jack off or from a sexual. Uh, you know, even tra tra traject, right? Yeah. I feel like I really I feel like now I'm at the. It doesn't even fly. Like it just. Yeah. Wait, it would just, just drip clarify, on the damn drain. So like the the shock <laughs> thing you're saying is the feeling of. The feeling of contributing or? to the atmosphere. I feel uh, that is the shock thing without having to go to the toilet and also to some degree not really commit a crime. Because if I did pee and if it did land on the ground, technically that's a crime. Yeah. Uh, this is not a crime. <laughs> and I'm fine with releasing this because I know how many police officers, like I know your, your, your audience, the target audience. There's a lot of people in SPF going to listen so, to this. So your pee, like, is it like, like during the day or night? First thing I wake up 6 a.m. and my mom. Oh, like, it's a daily thing. <laughs> <laughs> Daily blessings from No, Vinny. it's not a daily thing. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes yeah. when I need to and I really am damn tired and I've barely slept. I slept like four hours. I'm just too tired and I want to go back to sleep, right? That's the moment where I'm like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. So what if you're, you said there's once you're on the second story. First story, you have tenants, right? And they have windows, right? But they, they would not be able to tell. I live on a rooftop terrace. Like they just have their own rooms. and. But they might never see like a stream like, oh shit, is it raining? Or they get a splatter on Even their wind. It goes outward. <laughs> but if there's wind? <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't give a fuck. It's just liquid. What do I care? I've done worse things in my life, dude. I have, I have, hurled, I have hurled eggs into the third floor of like condominiums. Like I've done stupid things. I was, I was arrested once in 2000 and, uh, 2010 for urinating off a moving lorry on ECP. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was caught by the police because right as I was as I was urinating off the highway, there was a papa car that was just behind. 
And this was on the New Year's Eve because I couldn't get a taxi from MBS home. Yeah. So there was uh, a, a big lorry, a group of constru- foreign construction workers. And I was like, oh, where are you guys going? And we're like, yeah, we're going to Tampines. I'm like, no, 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 let's go Ford Road. And they were like, no, but we have to go to Tampines. I'm like, shut the fuck. Let's just go Ford Road first. And then you all can go to Tampines. What else are you all doing right now? You're just you're not doing anything. Let's go. <laughs> and they were like, okay, okay, fine. And I gave them $10. I gave them $10. Oh, okay. They dropped me home. But on the, e- well, they did not drop me home. They were pulled over. <laughs> They pulled over in the fucking ECP and I got arrested. And how, 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 how bad? How, like, do you have to go to the police station? You know what the funny thing is? is uh, I was arrested mid-P or post-P? As in, I finished uh, up and by the time, like mid-P. As I in they, they spotted you? They spotted mid-P. me mid-P. Mid-P. And then I finished it and I was on the side and it was like this and I was on the side, right? And they did, mm, and I was like, okay. And then they, you know, and then I, they had to pull over and then they arrested me. They brought me back to Bodo Marine Parade uh, I think it was yeah Marine Parade uh, wait god I don't even remember just a police no, station no 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 no. I, well, I don't even remember because I was fucking drunk I mean like that's why I did it I think I had to let I had to let go um, but I think also it was because I was a police officer before mm. and um, the the IO he laughed la. mm. he's like just don't do this again so and how old were you when you did, did that this was right. This is 21. 21. Just before uni, after NS. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, I think, like, uh, I was at um, Dom Lounge at MBS. Uh-huh. Oh. I was partying with the, the gangs, you know, with the Louis Vuitton belts. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that happened. <laughs> and then IO, I came, into the, I came into the room and the IO was like, okay, just don't do this again, please. Don't waste my fucking time. Like, yeah, because that, that's what it is. I always have to deal with all these small yeah. things. They don't realize how much paperwork is involved. Yeah. But people doing stupid things, you know? There's so much that I learned in police. Some people would go in for shop theft for stealing a toothbrush. And you know why? Because at Mustafa, they scan everything but a toothbrush. And when they go through the scanner, the Certis Cisco officer that, that gets you gets a $50 commission. Oh, So they, they, they kind of like, they, they, they coerce with the cashiers to not scan something and they kind of feast on like the, the foreign workers who don't, can't speak English. And they come into lockup and the IO is like, wait, so this guy bought $250 worth of stuff and he didn't pay for one toothbrush. That's why the chariot is here. So, yeah, uh, I was just a nuisance. La. They were like, just please don't do this again. <laughs> That's it. Just please don't do this again. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on urinating in public. Yeah. Yeah. Urinating in public. If you're a novena at 4 a.m., just watch out. When, 6 a.m. Guys, you know, let me tell you, I did this once. <laughs> oh, yeah, did, of course. Yeah. I did this once. No, no, no. Because I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like, dude, I'm literally plonking myself against the damn glass wall and sticking my thing through the damn grail, like the, the railing, right? And I'm like, Dude, there are like 3,000 condos around me. They, everyone could just see me like, <laughs> like this. And I'm like, this is, this is just going to look stupid. <laughs> if it didn't look that stupid, I, I still would. Because I still think like it really does evaporate. Yeah. The yeah. public needs to understand this. Okay. That's a very crucial component when of the story. When this podcast comes out, we'll edit out like one hour, 25 minutes and just have yeah. this five minute P segment. Be so the, yeah, be Singapore social number two. Bunch of jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks so much for coming down. Thank man. you so much. Thanks Hopefully so much. you you had a good time as well. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, before we end, I want to uh, relay my appreciation for the podcast. And the, I think it's nice to also see how both of you, in a very healthy fashion, ag- disagree with each other. Mm. That's very, very, very important. 
not disagree, but also you just offer opposing perspectives on certain things. And it's very, very consistent because obviously you'd say something you're like, oh, but you know, I kind of see it in this way. And that doesn't negate either of your opinions that it's very important for us not to just masturbate our intellect, right? Mm -hmm, And oppose and it's healthy for the audience and the public. And uh, it's very, very good. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. And that's why I'm happy to do this with you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much, man. Thank you. Cool. All right. That was the one of a series of podcasts we're having with the stars of Singapore Social. So stay tuned for the next one. Alrighty. Peace. Peace.